This week on Nintendo Main, I count all the party members I have lost in Darkest Dungeon. And I'm happy to say, Snake ain't broke. I went to the SoCal Retro Gaming Expo. Nintendo Main episode 105. We are your hosts. I'm Trey, Double Dragon, Arcade, Super Broken, Johnson. I'm Jeremy, Missed My Micro, Mikowski. I'm John, Master Quest Bitter. Master Quest. And we are here to bring you all the fun Nintendo news and our experiences with games and all that fun stuff, as we do every week. Let's start off talking about the stuff that we got for the week. But before we get into what we bought, we recorded John live on the show floor from SoCal. So let's go to that real quick. So we have John live on the SoCal Gaming, or what is it? SoCal Retro Gaming Expo. Yeah. How is it over there? Oh, it's pretty fun. So um, I've been here for about almost three hours now. It's getting packed. People are really starting to come in. I'm sitting outside right now, outside the convention center. It's a little bit too noisy inside the record. But um, yeah, the parking lot is getting full. I would estimate, I don't even know, there's probably about 2,000 people here just for the game, the game convention. But the place that is being held at is called Frank and Sons Collection Show. And it's kind of like uh, one of these weekend trade centers that's only open on the weekend, and then they have all these different vendors inside for various things. But this is probably the coolest one of those that I've been to because it all seems to be focused on stuff that we would be into. I mean, it's all like comics and uh, action figures and uh, video games and all that stuff, but it's, it's like permanent. It's there all the time. Mm-hmm. And then at the center of the show, it seems like this is the space that they kind of change out every once in a while for whatever show happens to be rolling through. And this weekend, it is the SoCal Retro Gaming Expo. So all kinds of cool gaming deals. Um, they've got a setup with arcades, like about maybe 30 or 40 arcade machines, all free play. And they have a whole console area with console games. Uh, I played an NES with a selection of maybe like 200 different games on it. Like they have some kind of cart that you can just select all the different games. Yeah, and then they've got uh, meet and greets and they've got panels. I haven't been to a panel yet, but I'm going to go to some later today. And uh, yeah, it's a lot of fun. Have you taken a look at the uh, merch booth or the tent or wherever they sell all the games at? Yeah, I've been looking all around and they seem to have pretty fair deals overall. I know that a lot of times at these type of shows they jack up the prices or Are there a lot of vendors? Whatever, but like, are there a lot of people selling stuff? Is there a big sales area? Yeah, yeah. That's the main focus is the sales area. Okay. So it's definitely all all about that, trying to come and find deals on random games and rare games and all that cool stuff. It's actually sponsored by Hyperkin. Oh, okay. So a lot of their stuff oh, is it here. And, yeah, it is. I got a, like, free Hyperkin bag. I was going to say, did they give uh, you a Game Boy for walking in? That'd be, that'd be I was going to ask, yeah. I would love to see that. 
That would be oh, worth the price of admission. That would be a nice surprise, wouldn't it? If they just brought. I mean, they could just brought it over from CES, not too far away. What is what's in the bag in the Hyperkin bag? Like like uh, some. Well, they just uh, gave the, the bags for free, and then another Hyperkin thing they had was like a little medallion, which I haven't really looked at yet. So let's see what it is. Uh, all right. So it's a little medallion. It looks like it's got it's got pogs inside. Oh, <laughs> are those yeah, back like now? Pogs. I don't know. <laughs> Only know. I didn't know pogs were back. I don't think the they yeah. <laughs> an alf form. Yeah, yeah. But it's a nice hefty like collector coin, and then oh, it's not the pogs aren't inside it, but there's there's pogs behind it. It's wrapped up in a package right now. Oh, okay. Um, they were handing out eight bits sunglasses, like you know, you've ever seen those with the eight bit frame. Yeah, so did I they, got some of those for free from did, uh, Retro Bit? Does it make the world pixeled when you wear them? <laughs> it turns everything into a... uh, no. They're, they're not actually even sunglasses. There's just like an empty, empty frame. Oh, okay. But no, they don't have any sort of pixelating effect on the world. Although you know, I see that the world that way anyway. So you know, you know, you know, like they they have like those glasses that like sometimes when there's light sources, it looks like money or whatever. They could do something like that with the bit glasses. Oh no, have you seen those? Yeah, no, it's nothing like that. It's just an empty frame. Yeah. And then I got a poster. They have like a special edition poster of all the people who are showing up at the at the show. Oh, like a group shot of the special guests. Yeah, it's like a like a illustrated poster of all these people. Cool. So yeah. Oh, and then there's something I found out about. So this is news to me, but it looks like somebody is making basically a replica of the SNES CD that you can buy. Oh, uh, so, oh, oh really? The, yeah. The... Yeah, I got oh. this poster. I'll I'll show it to you guys later. Some of the stuff in, so the viewers can can look it up and see it. So there, somebody's making a replica of the Nintendo of the Nintendo PlayStation. Is that what you're saying? I can't tell. Maybe so. So there's this poster that is handed out. Maybe this is just like a, a mock poster or something. In fact, I, I, I think that that's probably what it is. But somebody mocked up a poster of like, hey, coming soon to a Toys R Us near you, the the Sony Nintendo PlayStation. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it could be a mock-up. It might have to be a mock-up because of, of Toys R Us. Yeah, I, I, I'm thinking that's the case now. But I thought maybe somebody was making like a basically like a, like a Nintendo PlayStation Mini, quote-unquote, or something. That would be cool. Yeah. But, uh, what would you play on it? <laughs> I don't know. Just that... Cities. Like, yeah. one random homebrew game you know, that came out. Well, they'd have to uh, be like... Super Famicom games. Yeah. As I say, if it was a Mini, they'd have to be like GameCube discs. Because it because it wouldn't the CDs wouldn't fit. But yeah, I, I'm taking it that maybe the Super or excuse me, the, the Nintendo PlayStation is going to be here somewhere. So I'll look out for that. Is is Ben Heck there? What did you say? Man, he's everywhere. I was going to say, is Ben Heck there? Because like he's the big Super uh, Nintendo PlayStation guy. Oh no, I don't guy. think he's going to be here. No, I haven't heard about him. Because I think he's here. the one who has that thing. So it might not be there if he's not there. I know it's been here. Well, he, he's not the one. Here. He's not the one that has it. It's that uh, Terry guy and his oh. son that take it around. Oh, okay. Oh, right. But he goes. So Ben fi- Ben fixed it up for him and had it working. And the reason he was at that presentation is because he's the one who got that got it working. Yeah. So he was showing a demo of it. But that one dude and his son just travel with it wherever. That he Ben doesn't go. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, I, I made it made it sound like he was like it was always with him because I read they like, go they go like international they go to like every game convention which is probably awesome they just get paid to go to all these conventions. Oh, they're probably there then somewhere. I have to look around for. I know them. they were, they were here last year. I didn't go last year. But yeah, and then uh, one more thing I got I got this Hyperkin like fake little bow tie it's like a pin but it's a 
in the shape of an 8-bit bow tie. Yeah, so I got some free stuff. Also, one more thing of note. I got this magazine that somebody handed me out for free. It's Old School Gamer Magazine. And it's a pretty cool design. I haven't opened it up yet. It's all sealed. But there's a poster inside. And I think there's an interview with Walter Day inside. Oh, cool. Uh, the person that I talked to said they're looking for writers. So, I don't know. I'll open it up and see what I can there you do. Go, man. And Jeremy, maybe you'd like to write for this magazine, too. So, yeah. <laughs> all kinds of opportunities. Keep an eye out for weird handheld consoles, like Trey said. Yeah. Is there any... Yeah, I haven't seen it. Weird handheld hand, handhelds yet. Wait, uh, not not as far as the uh, the actual game expo, but on the outside yeah. and the rest of the trade show, I've seen like a portable Super Nintendo. You plug the cartridge on, in on top and play oh, your Super, Super Nintendo. Boy? The Super Boy? I don't think it was that one. It was something else. Oh, okay. Some other it wasn't a Hyperkin either. Because I've seen the Super uh, Boys all over the place. Does it have controller ports on the front? No, it was in a case. I didn't get too good of a look oh, at, okay. it, at it. Uh, yeah, and I so saw. It was, oh, it was a display model. Yeah, it was a display. I did see a uh, for the first time a Sega CDX. I've never seen one of those before. Oh, what's that? That's pretty cool. That is a portable Genesis and Sega CD all in one. Oh God, is that is that like a Nomad with a CD attached to it or something? It doesn't have a screen on it, so it's not like a uh, Nomad, but. It's like the size of a basically like a like a big hard drive, like a big portable hard drive. Kind of has that size and heft to it. But you can put your CD in it and Pretty play your Sega model. CD games wherever you want. Yeah, yeah, yeah mm-hmm. like ninety six or something. Oh wow! But the guy was selling it for three hundred and fifty bucks. So no yeah, thing. those Sega CDs aren't cheap. I was I've been looking into I was looking into those for a minute, but they were all like over a hundred. So I, I stopped. Yeah, I not a lot of great games. I saw Night Trap, an original copy boxed of night trap yeah i was gonna say like what kind of stuff have you seen like is there anything that you saw and you're like wow that's a lot of money for that or like i don't know or i don't you know what anything interesting in the vendors so far i haven't seen like a little samson or anything like that yeah no i've not seen anything super super rare yet but i've just kind of done like a cursory overview i haven't actually looked in and like sorted through anything yet but uh that's my plan for later today, to dig in deep and sort. I just wanted to get an overview and see what the whole place is like and see what how people are generally offering. There's a lot of t-shirts, a lot of uh, homemade stuff. This one girl, she made this really cool 3D-printed Majora's Mask mask. Oh. And they're really cool. I looked at it, and I thought it was actually made of wood at first. But she did such a good job of printing it and painting it. It looks like wood, but it's plastic. So hmm. uh, she was selling those for, I think, 80 bucks. Oh wow! And you They're can wear size you know, and you can wear it. Like you could wear it. I mean, they look more like child size to me. They would look too small on me. It certainly wouldn't look proportionate like the uh, actual mask from the game was. You know? Yeah. That game was pretty huge. That mask was pretty huge. Yeah. But um, yeah, she also printed out these uh, replicas of the Divine Beast, which were really cool and really intricate. And having some experience with three D printing, I know that doing small fine detail like that is is, is pretty difficult. So. What she did was pretty remarkable. Yeah, and so that's a lot of stuff. What I'm seeing is like homemade stuff, homemade home design T-shirts, hats, backpacks, and all kinds of stuff like that. How have you seen any other like podcasts set up at booths? I know Jeremy and I we saw yeah. a lot of that at the MGC. Yeah, so the people that I've seen so far, I've seen um, Andre from Black Nerd Comedy. I've seen the Gaming Historian. Historian. I've seen uh, Pat the NES Punk. Uh, you know, he hosts the CU podcast with his friend Ian. I saw him too. Mm-hmm. Um, James Rolfe is supposed to be there. He hasn't. He's not uh, had his booth set up yet, but he's going to do a, a, a panel later today that I'm going to go to. 
And uh, I guess the game, the game chasers are here. I haven't seen those guys yet, but I see people wearing their T-shirts. Mm. Um, yeah, a lot of famous YouTube people. Seen a couple people walking around. You seen some famous YouTube people? You know, like who? Well, like all those those guys that I just mentioned. And uh, oh, okay. yeah, is there anything? Is there anything weird in the merch booth that you're like, why is this here? Like, or just something oh. that sticks out? Like, I know, like in the MGC one, they sell like board games and comics and stuff like that. Or, or there was a guy who was yeah. selling like kids books that he drew and there's always interesting yeah, stuff one in guy there. is selling fantasy books and like this has nothing to do with video games like why is he here mm. but um so there was that guy i seen some you know cool stuff some cool oddities like they had this luigi giant pen you know ever seen like those comical giant pens so there's one that's from japan it's this luigi giant pen and when you click the top down it's actually luigi on the top and he's going into a green pipe mm. So I thought that was cool. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's the kind of stuff that I'm seeing. Are, are a lot of people dressed up there? Like, is there like a cosplay no, thing not, or anything like that? not a whole lot of dressed up people. There's a few, a handful, but yeah. This is, it's not really too much about like cosplay and that kind of thing. I, I do think they are doing a, I think they're doing a cosplay contest later now that they mention it, but I think that's tomorrow and I won't be here tomorrow. Are there any, sort of, are there any sort of like game competitions or anything like that going on? I know it's sometimes yeah, they have... Tournaments there's a Smash Brothers competition going on. There's a couple others. I don't remember off the top of my head. I remember that Smash Brothers going on. I'm not too practiced up on Smash Brothers, so I don't think I will enter. I think there's also a fee for it. Oh, but yeah, that stinks. Yeah, it'd be fun to watch. Yeah, at the one and the one in Milwaukee, you can like uh, time trial as many times as you want for free to try to, to try to make it into it. Like they'll have a TV set up where you can play. Is there like a is there like an area where there's old? Do they have like old games uh, hooked up? I know that you said there, there's like arcades, but is there a? Yeah. Do they have like systems hooked up? Like, can you yeah, play they, like? They got a whole spot with systems hooked up. Um, I've seen, you know, you name it, every old system. A lot of NES. I've seen Super Nintendo, Sonatari. Um, they have the Retrons hooked up. Um, yeah. Yeah, a lot of times the vendors will have TVs and stuff with their games. Yeah, this TV yeah. set aside, and I've seen like. The NESs all have those those multi-game carts, so you can pick whatever games you want. Mm-hmm. Oh, right. Is there are there anybody there who's making new NES games or like uh, stuff like that? Yeah, there was one uh, on display in that uh, in the the, old, the console setup area. Um, I forget what game it actually was. I don't think it was any game I'd heard of before, but uh, but they had made a new NES game and they had it on display there. Yeah. Have you seen any of those uh, the uh, HD NESs? No, I've not seen any of those. No, Didn't, not even the guy who had uh, who had the game who made the NES game. Because sometimes they have those hooked up. No, I see a lot of CRTs. Oh, okay. Is anybody selling yeah. them there? <laughs> I saw a guy with so, a booth at a. And I was saying, is there a CRT booth? I, I saw one at, at the MGC when we went there. It's pretty much all CRTs. I think I may, may have seen one one LED or maybe two. Yeah. Is anybody but selling them? They, oh, like selling them? No, yeah. no, I've not seen anybody selling them. Yeah. That'd be pretty smart, though. Yeah, for sure. One of the TVs that they have there is like those old, like, wood grain. Remember when TVs used to be like furniture? Mm-hmm. It's like one of those TVs. Yeah. Yeah. And it's all it's funny because it's all staticky. Like, it only like half works and the screen is flickering. Yeah. But you know they put it out there because that's sort of the authentic experience. So people want to try playing on that TV. Yeah. You want to remember, like, not being able to see anything. Right. Making it, <laughs> make it harder than... Uh, it already is those scan lines. Is there anybody that. riding around on a unicycle? No unicycles here. No, no unicycles to report. Well, that's a shame. Yeah, it's a shame. It's a shame. Are they doing any like live bands or? No, there's no live bands. Uh, you know, people got music going and stuff all the time, but I've not seen a stage with bands or anything like that. 
I think the main feature is just you know the selling the, the games and then the um, the panels that they're doing. The panels, right? What yeah. I mean, what what are the topics of the panels? Is it like how to be a YouTube star, or is it are there ones about specific games? They didn't really announce like that there was any topic to the particular panels. I mean, I think it's basically like you know come up and see what your your favorite people have to say, mm. and I imagine a lot of them have podcasts and. They'll just do like a live recording of their podcast or something like that. Yeah, I think that's that's what happens a lot because they want to reuse that media right. for future stuff. So it'll be yeah right. So like when I saw the eight bit guy in Portland, he was just talking about something that he was already like talking about in his YouTube. So he's just like a continuation of it. Right, they're recording material. Yeah, yeah. Is uh, I, I saw that the voice of Zelda is on there from Breath of the Wild. Nope. Is she doing a panel? She's got. I think she's got a panel going on. Uh, I know she's got a booth out there. Yeah. But, uh, can Can she uh, sign your Breath of the Wild cartridge? I didn't even bring it. You know, I was going to bring my my power glove to have that signed by people too. But I forgot to forgot to do that. But now that I think about it, I'm kind of thankful I didn't because I don't know. I, I want to keep it maybe signed by just Nintendo people. Sure. Yeah. Are Are there a lot of switches there? Are you seeing people I'm not playing seen switches? Any switches and I'm not seeing any. Any modern systems, really? No. Oh, weird. PS4s or anything? Because they were it's like all about the retro gaming. Because I saw like uh, the one we went to, I saw a lot of people like playing 3DS. You know, like a lot of people had 3DSs, and I got the most like street passes I've ever gotten there. Yeah, no, I've not even seen people like playing their switches or anything like that. There's not really much space to like sit around in there. Oh, okay. Or, like, like a lounge space or whatever. It's really all about shopping and looking around. Mm-hmm. If you're going to be playing a game, you'll be playing one of the games on the arcade or, or you're playing the, the consoles that they have set up. Sure. So, yeah, there's not too much lounge space around here. What What is probably the latest system that you've seen there? Like, they probably don't the, have, like, like do, the they latest, have yeah. like, do they have Wii set up? Do they have, like, Wii U set up? Like, are there PlayStation 3s or 4s? I've, I've not seen a Wii U. Like, is there any, like, this generation stuff set up? Probably, probably not, right? No, not at all. I've not seen any. Yeah. Um, yeah, the latest gen I've seen. Oh, no, that's not true. No, I've seen PS4 games for sale. I saw mm-hmm. PS4 games. Yeah, but not a handful though. Yeah. Did you did you walk through like the area where the systems are set up? Like, is there anything super cool that you want to play later that you saw? Oh yeah, um, I might give Super Smash Brothers a go just casually, but you know, I don't want to jump into jump into the tournament. Which one? Um, which one do they have hooked up? Do they have all of them, or is it just like the 64 one or the GameCube they one? Melee. Okay. Yeah, just melee. They do have. A, a unique setup. I mean, it's, it's, it's looks like it's a console inside an arcade cabinet, but the cabinet has like a red siren light on top of it, and I forget what they called it, but it was some, something like it was some kind of challenge, like where it'll record your fastest time on this game or that game. Oh, okay, yeah, I've heard about to, that. Yes, it's basically like a speed run arcade. So the guy that I, I saw when I walked by, he was playing Donkey Kong Country, trying to get the fastest time through the first level. That's cool. That'd yeah, be, that'd be fun. I'd, I'd I'd totally try that. Yeah, I'm gonna try that too. Yeah, I know some of those have like internet hookups or whatever where you can send it, send it, you know, to leaderboards and stuff. I think the any the HD NES had that. I know way back when when we had a uh, Jeff Jeffrey Wittenhagen on here, he mentioned it. If you happen to see a guy selling a book called the uh, Complete SNES, that's a uh, he was a guest Complete of ours. If, if you see him, oh yeah, I remember he was a guest. Yeah, yep. he, he seems to go. I mean, I've seen him at all the conventions that I've been to. I don't know if he's around, but he was a, I'll look out for him. He was in Portland. Yeah, yeah, I'm gonna look out for him, and I'll tell him you said hello. Yeah, <laughs> do that. <laughs> well, is there is there anything else you wanna do? You wanna know, Jeremy, or 
you have any questions or is there anything else you want to say about this um, for now? I've been looking out for the Ardu boy. I'm not seeing the Ardu boy. You gotta you gotta call your people. Tell them to get on it. I'll call my people. Yeah. See if they're there. They're like it's not retro enough. It's too early. Did, did you say they have, did you say they do have pinball machines or is it mostly just arcades? I've seen one pinball machine so far. Just one. Is I mean it's like from the arcades that you saw, was there was there one that was like Oh man, that's crazy. I've never seen one of those. Like that Atari football game we played. I've not seen any crazy like Ooh, I've always been wanting to try that. No, I've not not seen any of those. I did. Uh, I've never played Smash TV before in the arcade, mm-hmm. so I, I jumped on that one and I had a lot of fun with that. A lot different playing that with with the twin sticks on the on the cabinet versus playing with the NES control pad. Oh yeah, yeah, I bet. Makes sure it's a lot better in the arcade. Yeah, yep. So yeah. So I've not seen anything too rare. Yeah, so it's like your standard like Street Fighter and Mortal Kombat and. Yeah, I saw Street Fighter. I saw. I think I saw a gun. A Gunstar Heroes cabinet. Oh, sweet. Which is pretty, pretty unique. Yeah, I didn't know they had those. Yeah. Let me know if you see Tweet Fighter. Tweet Fighter? <laughs> yeah. What's Tweet Fighter? That's, that's the one I saw in Portland where uh, they had it. Street Fighter hooked up to the internet, and you would basically you would choose someone on Twitter, and then their tweets would affect how the action played out on the screen. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's cool. So somebody had to like type in hadoken or something or i'm not exactly sure how it worked it was kind of messing with my head but people kept putting in donald trump so uh, oh, it kept geez. doing the same thing because it was just using his so your character would just like, would just like die yeah. they just fall over because they didn't know how to fight or anything to be what happened right and their face turned. They, they just started eating steak <laughs> their, their face turned orange and they just started like yelling racial slurs started saying shithole yeah <laughs> i know it was weird because it was uh, blo- uh it was dolls who was doing it i'm like come on man yeah, <laughs> supposed to be peaceful. Well, uh, yeah, yeah, that's what's going on over here. Okay. SoCal Retro Gaming Expo. Cool. Well, we'll definitely we'll we'll do an update on this same episode. I'm sure. Yeah, and I'll talk tell about... You all about what I'm going to see at the panels and everything, and give you all the further information. Like I said, I got about ooh, in your hall. Five hours left here. So, do you have a certain amount yeah. of money that you're planning on spending while you're there? Do you have a limit? Do you have got like a cash in your pocket that where like you'll a be budget. like when I run out of this, like I'm done. Anything like that? Any smart thing yeah. that you should do when you go there, which I don't normally do? I just got paid on Thursday, so yeah. uh, that could be trouble. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. I've not seen anything yet that I think I'm like, like oh, I need that. I think I might buy um, the Ultimate NES Guidebook by Pat Country. Just got to listen to his podcast a lot. Yeah. Um, seems like he's got a pretty nice book. I saw. I was looking at it at the table. It's just like it's a nice, big, hardcover coffee table book. Yeah, those he books are pretty. Every yeah. NES game, in the whole library. So, yeah, it's pretty pretty fascinating book. I think that's like forty bucks. Yeah, I was gonna say those those books aren't, aren't that cheap. Yeah, there's, there's a lot that went into it, and I can see why it's forty bucks. Mm-hmm. I think that'd be worth it. So I might pick that up. Did you find? Are you still looking for like 3ds's and that that stuff, or do do they have anything like that? Is that too early or too late? I mean, getting another 3ds. I, I didn't actually hear you. No, I was just I, I was just asking if you'd seen any cheap ones. Did, didn't you say you were, you'd possibly be looking for a 3ds? Yeah, I might pick one up if I would say like if I could find it for fifty bucks. Mm-hmm. That's a thought. I might do that. Yeah, but you haven't seen any yet. No, I've not seen any any that uh, caught my eye. Oh, okay, well, you know, I'll be interested to hear your haul. See yeah. what you find there. I will let you know. Make sure and buy something weird. Do do the Jeremy saw... way. Buy a weird yeah, thing while weird. you're there. It's always good. But buy if you see a strange thing, uh, buy it. <laughs> I'm gonna find the weirdest thing. If you find a a thing that helps you play a keyboard through an NES, get get that. 
Well, Jeremy already got that. But, you know, stuff like that. It's appropriate now that uh, you can do that with the Switch, though, in April. Oh, the Korg thing? That's true. Yeah, I I don't need that anymore. Oh, no, the the cardboard. Fold some cardboard. I'm good. Cool. All right. Well, I I think that's good for an intro there for the show. Uh, Have fun while you're there, and, you know, we'll talk to you when you get back. All right. All right, cool. Yeah, good luck, man. Yeah. Thank you. Hope you find some cool shit and meet some cool people. Me too. Yeah, that was crazy, all the things that you said, John. Uh, we'll talk to you. So crazy. Wow. <laughs> yeah, right? So I, cow crazy. Yeah, we'll, we'll find out so about all that crazy. after we talk about the stuff that we bought and all the news for this week. We're going to save John's for the end because you went to the big SoCal and all that. So we'll talk about that as oh, our yeah. topic after break. So make sure you stay tuned for that. But in the meantime, Jeremy, did you get anything this week? Well, I did get one thing, and I, I could talk about that here in a second, but... uh. The one thing I didn't get that I was so close to buying, and I just said it as my name, I saw a Game Boy Micro at Disc Replay. How much? 65 That's good, right? I haven't really that's been following really, Micros. That's a really good price. That's yeah. Really good price. Why didn't you get and it? I decided I couldn't afford it, so I didn't buy it. Oh, that sucks. Because fig- rent's due soon, and I'm really broke. Oh, I'm sorry to hear that. I don't want to not... Yeah, it's okay. I'm going to go... I get paid tomorrow. Gonna so go I'm going to go in. I'm going to run in Friday morning and see if it's still there, and I might buy it then, but I don't expect it to be. That's a really yeah. good price. Yeah. Yeah, I was wondering. You hadn't told me about missing a micro. I really want one of those, but... It just happened I, today. I haven't found one in, in a decent, for a decent price yet. There's it's in a, great shape, and it has the adapter and everything with it, so... Oh, nice. I wish I could have just bought it. Yeah. yeah what color really, was it? It was just a silver one. It was like the silver. traditional one. Mm-hmm. Got it. But you can change the plates on those, can't you? Like early yeah. 3ds stuff, so I thought you could, or you could put like different stickers on there or something. I mean, you could put stickers. No, on No, they're but... they're base plates, base plates that change, and they. I think every time you bought one, it usually came with an extra plate, but this one just has the doesn't have the original packaging or anything. Have you looked into the plates, like how much they cost? Like if you would just buy regular plates? Not really. No, I haven't looked into it. I I will immediately if I buy it. Probably look at plates. It doesn't play. Uh, it only plays Game Boy Advance games. That's another reason why I'm a little hesitant to buy it. Oh, really? Yeah, I didn't know. I didn't know. Uh, I don't really know much about the micro except for it being really tiny and that it had a keychain on it. <laughs> for, yeah. for it only plays advanced games, and I don't really have like I have some, but I don't really have a lot of great advanced games. Like that's just I haven't really bought a lot of them because I, I got several of them on the Wii U that I wanted. Yeah. Uh, Sure. That virtual I seem concept. to recall you got that American Idol game. How about that? Well, I do have that, and that would be pretty wonderful to play. Well, you have the Final mm-hmm. Fantasy games too, right? Or at least you have Final Fantasy VI. I do. Game Boy no, Advance. I have a few great games. So that's a in no, fact, that's Final a Fantasy VI would be a pretty amazing on that little tiny game. I Can you imagine yeah. how confused some people would be if you whipped out your Game Boy Micro on the keychain and started playing American Idol? Like... <laughs> That'd be a very confusing scenario to see a grown man yeah. doing that. I mean, that's worth sixty-five dollars, I think. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, like someone, which some executive would show up and be like, "You have to give us royalties for that." Because like <laughs> our our video on YouTube, I don't know if you saw that trade. Well, we're about to be lose our monetization, but uh, yeah, we said that last week, and we've actually gotten like four subscribers since last week. So uh, thanks, guys. 
<laughs> yeah, thank you, you four. Thanks but, for uh, uh, subscribing. I don't know if it was because we asked for it. That's the only video away. I've seen where, and it, there may be others I haven't scrolled all the way down, but it said it was flagged, and then it said that the revenue was being shared. So, like, instead of, like, oh, taking yeah. the video down, yeah. they decided they were just going to, like, take half of our profits or, I don't know, maybe more than half. Well, they can have half of zero. That's, that's that fine. We make, that we make <laughs> off of that uh, American Idol video, right? I was going to say, they can have half of zero. That's, that's, I'm fine with that. Uh, yeah, no, I've seen that on other things where it says you split it with other people. I don't. And now I want that micro just for that experience of <laughs> busting out American Idol on the or something. Of being yeah. able to just bust out American Idol and just being like, hey. <laughs> just I'm playing American Idol on a tiny Game Boy. What do you think? Yeah, what do you think of this? It's amazing. <laughs> but I mean, the best part's the sound, and I could just put those MP3s on my phone, you know. Yeah, true, but you can't play them on your phone. I'm sure right. there's, there's Game Boy Advance emulators, but who wants to do that? Who wants to play a game with buttons on a touchscreen? Nobody wants to do that. Nope. Yeah, that's. But yeah, I'm sad. I'm sad, and I and I just I'm trying not to get my hopes up because I have a feeling it's going to be gone on Friday. But that's what I'm going to check again. Well, hopefully you'll find it. I mean, that's pretty awesome. I'm I'm hoping to go to uh, disc replay. There's one by Justice Grandma's house, and we're going to see her on Monday, so I'm hoping to be able to go over there and check it out. I haven't really had, cool, haven't really had time to go, but I'm hoping to go on the way back and see what they got over there, you know, because I don't know if the price will be like champagne prices, but I mean, it is like Crown Point, Indiana, so I'm sure it'll be around there. I think they'll, it'll probably be the same. Yeah. Because they're like a regional thing with they have the same pricing, I think. Yeah. Or I guess, well, the tax might be different. I didn't I didn't mention this last week but during my stream I found out that like that my Elgato like autom- like will automatically send an HD feed to my HD TV like while I'm capturing stuff on the regular TV so that would kind of like s- solve my uh, 480p problem with Wii so if I can get another cheap Wii from a uh, disc replay I'll try to make some of the GameCube stuff look better with that It was 40 at uh the one that I looked at today was 40 Yeah that's about that's about how they are online it seems like i saw them like around like 40 some of 50 on ebay but i could actually find the a way to might be a little cheaper but you probably don't want that one no i don't want the mini because i need one with that has gamecube stuff on it and the mini doesn't have that so you can do the component yeah i mean i have one with a component i just wanted to have two because because it's still in the living room and we play we play some mario party games on it so i didn't want to move it but yeah uh did you get have you gotten anything for the switch this week or did you get a no i didn't get anything for the switch i got something on steam that i've been playing a little bit of it's called getting getting over it with bennett foddy and it's like uh made by the guy who made quap back in the day so it's just a really painful hard game that i've heard of that game feel like there's much point to it but it still has kind of like an addictive property to it yeah i tried to do a video of it but my elgato messed up on me I think I just didn't have enough hard drive space, and I tried to save it in the wrong spot. It really was my fault, but I'm blaming the Elgato. But it's like you're a guy, you're in a guy in an iron cauldron, and you have a pickaxe, but you're like stuck in the cauldron, so your legs are like lodged in it. And the only way you can climb the side of this mountain is by swinging your pickaxe and kind of like doing acrobatic maneuvers with it. And uh, that's all controlled through the mouse and no buttons at all, just the movement of the mouse. So. It's really strange, and it takes a little while to get used to the controls. And once you do, once you start to think you have it figured out, then you mess up and you fall all the way to the bottom. Do you use this? He, what's uh, that? Oh no, I was just gonna say, do you use like a normal mouse for this? Like a like a mouse mouse? I don't know. Yeah, that's all I have. I don't have any like special. Mu- I don't have like a gamer mouse or you don't a, have the trackball or trackball anything. mouse or anything. Because that sounds kind of crazy. I mean, I use like a trackpad thing for the laptop, so I haven't used a regular mouse in a long time. So. 
this could not be played with a trackpad. It would be probably impossible. So do you, so like, you like making circles with the mouse? Yeah. And like how hard you swing the pickaxe or whatever is like how hard you move the mouse is basically what it is. Yeah, it's like the speed that it moves. Oh, okay, so it would make sense to have like a trackballish gamer mouse thing. Yeah, yeah. But the whole time you're like playing it, it kind of like has really calming music, and uh, it like reassures you that everything's okay and that you don't need to worry about like beating it right now. And um, it, they're like little inspirational quotes will pop up like there was a quote from c.s lewis that showed up i can't remember what it said but i was like what why is there a quote from c.s lewis in this but uh c.s lewis says that you can climb uh, any mountain with your pickaxe. Yeah, he's like when you're stuck in a cauldron just get to the top of that mountain yeah <laughs> that was from uh, one of his narnia books but uh it could be it'll also like play random like old blues songs i've noticed they're like old like timey radio songs Occasionally, and they're all like you know, ironic, funny songs about failure or falling or how bad you're being treated. Yeah, there's like some prison shanties, and I don't know if you call it a prison prison songs, whatever those are called. There's some of those. Yeah, like uh, I don't know, I can't think of any. So I mean, there's there's more to it than just the game. Like it's got a nice level of polish on it, and it's only like I think I paid it's either seven or eight bucks. That's the full price right now because it's a relatively new game. But uh, I think. Eventually, I'll get a video of it up. So, are there different? I'll be able to see it better. Are there different cauldrons, or is it just when you get to the top you win? As far as I know, you just have to get to the top and you win. I haven't watched a a video playthrough of the whole thing, but is it like you're not sure if anybody? It just gets harder and harder the further up you go. The the incline becomes more steep, and uh, there's like weird overhangs and stuff that you have to swing around that will mess you up. Wow. There's there's like a bunch of trash laying around too that you can like slide on and. And it'll like knock it down the mountain, and then the bottom of the mountain there'll be a bunch of trash that accumulates. It's it's really interesting game. Yeah, maybe it'll show up on Switch sometime. That's how I related it to our podcast. <laughs> but you never know. I mean, there's been a lot of Steam stuff that's made it to Switch. I, if it did make it to Switch, how would you want it to be controlled? Like with the motion control and the Joy Cons, or like with some sort of probably yeah, analog or movement. The, I mean, just use the stick. Yeah, it'd be interesting to see if they would try to bring it. I mean be cool if they could bring it over and try to do some sort of motion thing with it. Because that's similar, I guess, to how you're doing it with the mouse. Well, from what I noticed on Steam, I mean, it was one of the top sellers. So, And that's because a lot of YouTubers have done videos about it. Yeah. But, uh, I mean, if he's making a bunch of money off it, he's going to want to keep making money. He'll just release it on other platforms, too. Yeah. Did Quop ever make it to anything other than Steam? I don't think so. In fact, I think Quop was a free game. I yeah. Quop was, was a, on online. It was like a, it was like a browser like a game. browser game. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, so what this, was it like? in fact, I think this one's based off of a browser, an old browser game. Or he says something along the lines, and he kind of gives you a, a brief history of how these games even came about in the first place. Like, essentially, they're games that were made by the programmers just to see if they could make the game, but not with any intention of anyone enjoying or beating these games. They were just made for the sake of making them, pretty much. Yeah. So, like all these needlessly difficult games, like Flappy Bird and Quop and <laughs> all that. Flappy Bird. I never had that game, but I saw people play it. Actually, I think I might have downloaded it for a second. And I was like, uh, why isn't Nintendo suing them for all these uh, pipes that they stole from Super Mario World that are are in this game? Yeah, why didn't you just put, like, anything else besides Nintendo's green pipes in there? (laughs) Like his own wall or something, you know? I mean, they're definitely pipes. getting sued. They were definitely uh, 
Mario pipes. Uh, this remind me of speaking of like stolen stuff on on the phone. Did you ever play Mole Cart? Did, did you ever see that on the iPhone? It's basically a Chinese game no. that's a complete ripoff of Mario Kart to where the to where the tracks are exactly the same. The courses are exactly the same. Like there's races in there from Mario Kart Wii. There's races in there from Mario Kart 64. And you just have mole characters instead of Mario, <laughs> but it's like the exact same map from the from those games. It was hilarious. I downloaded it no for apologies. free, and it was like a Chinese is a Chinese game, and uh, it got pulled from the you know, you know I think it's it's it got pulled from the uh, from the iOS store. So, and even if I still had it, you couldn't play it because it never got updated to the new system, or whatever. But that was I would a, like to see that. Maybe there's a video of it somewhere. Yeah, just look up Mole Card. I'm sure you can find it somewhere, but. It was just a blatant ripoff of Mario Kart to the point of where they didn't even change the levels. They were the same. They just added like some <laughs> different, just some different textures on there. But it was like, oh yeah, this is Fraps No Land. Yeah, I played this before, <laughs> you know, except now it's Mole Kart and it's on my phone. The, the Flappy Bird guy, he like, he didn't expect it to be that big of a deal. He just threw it together like, you know, in a couple of days, I think he said, and then. Um, he kind of went like he kind of lost his mind for a little while because he didn't expect the level of fame that he got. Yeah, and he was like getting a lot of harassment and he was getting like threats to his life. Yeah, there are people that were talking about wanting to sue him because the game was so addictive that it was ruining their lives. Yep, and it was like really messing with his head. So he took it off of app. He took it off iOS for a while and he like went into hiding pretty much. But he still made a bunch of money in the meantime. So eventually he w- came to his senses and was like, "All right, I'll come back and." Make some money. So I, I don't know if he made other games, or I don't know what he did, or if he just sold the license to it. He never made Flappy Bird what, too. Whatever happened, he made a shit ton of money off of it. Yeah. In spite of it having like reused assets from other companies. Yeah, and it was. Free I remember too, he pulled right? it like in the middle of like when when it really hit pretty big, and nobody understood why he pulled it. Yeah, and, and then totally stopped making money. Go into hiding if you want to, but don't pull the game. Just keep the money coming. Yeah. Right. You could go on. You could go on eBay at that point in time, and I don't know. I mean, people listed them. I don't know if it was real or they were fake listings, but you could buy iPhones with Flappy Bird on them, and they were like inflated prices, like you know, like a thousand bucks for an iPhone four that still had Flappy Bird on it because you couldn't get it on iOS <laughs> anymore. That's what. And the, like, yeah, that's the future. I of remember Wii. being like, "Should I sell my phone? I have it, but I didn't believe it was real." That you could that people were really doing that. That's what's going to happen come 2019 when the Wii Shop is down. You know, but it, you're going to be selling like, hey, do you want to buy my Wii that has like, uh, I don't know, what were some games that were on WiiWare that aren't anything else? It's like I got both <laughs> Lost and Wins on here. Yeah, what of it? Buy it. Yeah. How about May, May 9th when Mitomo goes down? All our phones are going to shoot up in value. Yeah, it will unless you unless you already deleted it, which I might have done, <laughs> <laughs> which a lot of people did. Yeah, that's a news thing. I guess we could talk about that real quick. Me Tomo's going down May 9th. Gone. That's ten days from my birthday. That's May 9th, yeah. They're it, killing it. Is that because they're bringing it to Switch? That's going to be their big May know. game to release right next to Donkey Kong Tropical Freeze because that one comes out on the fifth. So we'll have Tropical Freeze and Me Tomo Switch right next to each other. It'll be great. Love it. Maybe. Yeah. Well, I was thinking, so obviously, Mitomo, nobody's playing it anymore, so they're shutting it down because of that. But I also think most likely they're going to have some sort of social integration with their uh, Switch online service that looks somewhat like Mitomo. Obviously, probably using Miis. Uh, so you're so probably your... saying, okay, <laughs> let's just kill it so there's no confusion. But then that also confirms 
to me that the Switch online service will come out around that time, around May 9th. Oh. Well, when Do was you think the, it's going to have like the asynchronous thing then? Like like your Mito, your Mitomo character can be at somebody be else's house. your friends when you're like at work or whatever? <laughs> yeah. I think so. I That'd think be kind of cool. They'll do it really even cool. better. Yeah. That sounds like a That's weird... people actually use it. I figured that they'd, I figured that they'd just be shutting it down. I don't think they're really going to bring Mitomo to Switch. Because I don't think I don't anybody think cares. Like exactly like it. I mean, it's not going to be the exact same thing, but I think there will be a social aspect to the online service that somewhat looks like Mitomo, and it's enough of a problem that it might confuse people to think, like, oh, these are the same thing. Yeah. I don't know. It may... I mean, who knows? I mean, you can never really tell with Nintendo. Yep. And their Nintendo Labo. Did, did did you guys see that video that I made on YouTube? Speaking of Labo, I did. I uh, that, yeah, I like that. That basically came from editing last week's episode and listening to that Labo song. And for some reason, it reminded me of that Built to Scale song from Rhythm Heaven. And they kept mm-hmm. like going back and forth in my head, like one song was going to the other song to the other. And I'm like, I should try to make a video of that because this is driving me insane. Like having this song stuck in my head. So I made a video where I like tried to edit in parts from the Rhythm Heaven song into the Labo song and somehow make it sound like it's a new remix song or whatever. But then I ended up editing other shit in there too because I was like, I can't just have this one, these one moving cogs like through the whole thing. So I put a bunch of other shit in there too. And including the dancing Wario's from, from Wario where Smooth moves at the very end <laughs> because I couldn't think of anything else to put in there at that part. <laughs> does sound pretty yeah, similar. The, uh, it wouldn't surprise me if the same people worked on the music from the game as as from the video. From uh, I, I thought I wondered about that, but the, most of the Rhythm Heaven stuff is by that. Uh, was it a uh, Sunko? It's like T S U N K, I think. It's like a it's like a pop Japanese pop band that does like a lot of those Rhythm Heaven stuff. And I don't think, but I couldn't find. I was trying to find who wrote the song for the Labo trailer, and I couldn't find that. So who knows? Like online, like for credits, like they didn't say. Maybe a sentient cardboard robot wrote it. Maybe, but it was a, you know, like that whole, I guess there's piano in built to scale as well. So that's probably why, why they like got mixed up because it's all like, you know, keys and all that. Mm. But yeah, that's what I did last week (laughs) as far as editing stuff. (laughs) Took me like six hours to do that. I was like going insane towards the end. That's why those. I I was impressed. That was, that was a unique new video. We haven't had anything like that on our channel before. That was where, uh, that was where those dancing warriors came in at the end because I had had completely lost it like an hour six of. Trying to create create this weird video that was in my head, <laughs> you know. <laughs> so it's like I'm just gonna put weird Wario stuff in there at the end because I because I don't even know anymore. I think I've lost my mind trying to edit this, but it was fun. Yeah, it was just like a weird inspiration I had on Saturday night. To put that thing together. But check it out at, at uh, YouTube slash Fingmater. You can find it on there. All of our other fun stuff. Have you been? Uh, what have you been playing this week, Jeremy? Aside from aside I, from the stuff I, you bought, I've been trying to do uh yeah Breath of the Wild. I've been trying to get more of the. Uh... DLC? Yeah, whatever the hell it's called. Uh, the bike? Ballad of Champions or whatever. Yeah. yeah, I'm trying to get the damn bike. That's, yeah. That's exactly it. So I finished the first part. I finished the uh, Mifa, and I found all the spots on the map by myself, so I felt good about that. But now I'm on the uh, second part of that, and it's finding the spots on the map's not as easy. Which part are you in? The bird part. Oh, okay, yeah, that was the first one I went to. That's why I had a hard time finding those spots. Was yeah, the bird it's, one? It's a little tougher so far, but it's fine. I mean, I'll look at a guide if I have to. I've been trying to avoid it, but like I know where I'm supposed to go for at least one of them, but I can't figure out how to activate the challenge. So is it the uh, is it is it the dragon? No, I know I got to go after the dragon. I know where he is. I just haven't done it yet. Okay, 
Because that part was kind of confusing. No, it's the target part. It says hit four targets, and I'm like, all right, I'm going to hit four targets. I hated that part so so much. I've done it. I'm like, does that mean I have to do it all in one, like, shot when I pause it? So I did that. Even when I did that, it didn't work. So I didn't know what I was doing wrong. Yeah, you have to. I I had, like, 100-plus arrows when I started doing that, and then I ended up with about 10 at the end from doing that thing over and over and over again. I got so pissed off about it. But yeah, you have to do it like all in one thing. Like you have to like slow down. Time I totally thought I had and hit three. I thought I hit four. Yeah, because I did. Because I did it a bunch of times too, and then I did it all in one thing, and then it triggered it. So I don't know. Maybe I thought I hit four and I didn't, but I swear I hit four the last time, and then yeah, that's when I ran out of arrows. Also, yeah, I have zero arrows. Yeah, it sucks. Like I got really pissed off about it because I kept hitting them over and over and over again. I'm like, what's going on here? But then I went and like up to my. Uh, I went and like found some trines and I upped my my uh, whatever my stamina, and then I did it again all on like one where I just slowed it down once and hit four like just on one slowdown and that activated it. So I, I don't know I'll, if you maybe have to I'll, do that. Yeah, maybe I'll try some stamina potions or something. And yeah, give it you, another shot. But I, you, I didn't. Yeah. I didn't give up on it. I just I had other stuff going on today, so I stopped playing. But I've been I've been trying to play that. I've been taking my sweet time with it. And then yeah, I've been playing. Uh, Twin Snakes on the GameCube, which it does work. Okay, that's um, good. What I discovered was where I thought it froze, it didn't freeze. It's, it's part just of the game. that this, the picture is so dark on my TV that I had to turn all the lights off in my office to be able to see what was happening. Because mm. I was crawling through a duck and mm-hmm. like, uh, oh, I okay, see shit. Yeah, I think I know where you're at then. Like at the beginning, where you can climb. Yeah, through it's that. at the very beginning. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, it gets really so dark. I, th- in there. I thought it, I thought it froze up because I could hear like a humming sound. You know, there was sound, but there, it didn't look like anything was happening on screen. Well, it turns yeah, out... But you can't really tell. It was just cause... Like, pitch black, and I couldn't see it. Yeah, because it's in, like... Isn't it, like, in first person when you climb through there? Or is that only in, tw- yeah. in uh, Metal Gear Solid 3? Yeah, and it 3? says, like, follow the mice. Yeah, so yeah. There's... once you kind of follow the mice, it helps. But there's this one part where you have to crawl through the water, and, like, you can't see shit. You don't yeah. know what the hell's happening. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I can imagine that. Because, like, some of the colors on that are, like... It's, like, kind of monochromatic, too, the... Uh, the place that you're in at the beginning of that game, so I could see yourself getting confused. I haven't played that game in a long time, so I don't know. Uh, really, really want my HDMI adapter. I'm like, yeah, chomping at the bit for it. You should uh, got like a couple email more emails from it. that guy. Yeah. He said he's supposed to start shipping them out in the next like week or so. so yeah. Hopefully, I'll have it soon. Yeah, come on, dude, get off your get off I, your ass. I think I ordered it, it back in like I want to say like October. It was a while ago. I mean, if you guys you can go back and li- listen to our. I don't know what episode it was on, but we we did a we well. Did, no, we it was like far it. before that because that was when I went to Portland, and I remember seeing the guy there that made the video, Metal Jesus, that made the video about it. Yeah, and I remember thinking like I, I want to ask him about that adapter. I did never actually talk to him, but yeah. So it was before even then that I ordered it. It was probably in August or September. You didn't come up to him and be like, "Hey, man, you ever get that adapter? That ever? <laughs> you ever get the new one?" Well, I guess he did. Hey, what's he... up? Hey, what's up, Metal Jesus? It's Jeremy. Remember me? <laughs> no. Oh, well, I saw you on the internet, so I assume you know me too. Yeah, he should. He's like, you've seen my stuff too, right? You saw that American Idol uh, video that I made. Did you watch my? Did you watch my fucking Aladdin series? <laughs> Where I play SNES Aladdin in two two installments. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I hope so. That's, I mean, that's like your claim to fame is your Aladdin two installments one. It's all. It's the entire gameplay is on YouTube. Yep. <laughs> Me too. We'll have to. John's going to be here for the weekend in Chicago, so 
I want to do. Man, uh, I wish I could make it up there. I really wish I could. They want to do some uh, YouTube stuff if on I Saturday lived a night, little closer, so it'll be fun. Maybe that yeah, would be cool. I thought about doing I like about two hundred miles away. I, I thought about doing like a John's Retro Revival, and we'll have him play uh, Eternal Dark or not Eternal Darkness. I do have Eternal Darkness, but Eternal Champions, which I do Eternal have that Champions, game. Yes, I have that game. I can't bring my activator though. Well, that's I don't think there's enough room in this room for your activator anyway. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, I don't think I have two. I don't have two uh, Sega controllers though. But you can just play it and show me stuff, and I'll and we'll just talk about it and record it. It'll be cool. Sure, so we'll, we'll put it on, and we'll record some other stuff too. I'm sure. Maybe we could do a three player. We could do another um, Rocket League or something. Yeah, I wish we had another thing that we could do three player. Like if you got Splatoon two, John, we could all do like a Salmon Run or something like that and record it, which would be fun. Because that game's yeah, I don't have that. Yeah, Salmon Run's a lot of fun. But if you had that game, then we could all do it, and we could actually talk to each other through the Nintendo app in that game. That's the only time I ever got that to work was on Salmon Run and Splatoon two. Well, I think that's the only app. It's the only one it does work on. Yeah. But you can do it through your phone. But that's the only time we actually talk to each other because we tried doing it on the, uh, on like the regular turf turf mode or whatever, and we couldn't talk to each other because we were on separate teams. <laughs> we were on different teams, yeah. so they wouldn't let us talk. So the only thing we could talk on is Salmon Run. But it's the easiest way to get that to work. Like if you want a voice chat. That's how we made that friend Hunt Whale or Hurt Whale or something. No, I know I him we actually. Talking to him. Hunter, he's a he's a production guy actually. Knew, oh, you know that from guy. Columbia, yeah. Oh, he keeps. I was like, I must add him as friends on Switch because he uh, he shows up on my friends list now. Yeah, because I think I just, I think I just like invited him because I saw he was on Splatoon too, and and to see if he, to see if he was on, and he had, and he ended up having the voice chat thing on too. So I was like, oh, cool. So yeah, that was like the one time we voice chatted on that <laughs> through the phone, through the phone, and through your uh, Bluetooth thing. So yeah, but Salmon Run's a lot of fun, and it'd be a cool thing to do online through. Uh, do an Elgato stream or something like that. You but, can't do a split screen from, like, if we were playing on the TV together and then have Jeremy join? No, there's no split screen in Splatoon. It's all... Uh, zero. Yeah. It's it's all online. Like, you can't do any. That was, like, the big... I was, like, super disappointed when I found out because I'd already bought the game yeah. when I found out you couldn't do two-player. Yeah. Well, you can, but you just guys got to both have Switches. Yeah. And Splatoons. And both have Splatoon. <laughs> An interesting thing, though... uh I was I played Salmon Run with uh with Jess's with Jess's uh, brother when he was here for a second in Chicago and um you had you can only play like you can only play a, a multiplayer on Splatoon if you guys have the same version like the same updated version of it oh and what you can do is you connect connect your switches and he'll like because we didn't have any internet and he like sent his updated version of Splatoon to my system to update it I didn't know you could do that it's it's really cool you can just do it like wirelessly between the two of them. So if you want to play and you and you don't have matching versions and there's no internet, you can just totally like he can just like send it straight to my system. My system uploads it and then we can play. That's cool. Interesting. It was cool. I didn't know that was a. I didn't know you could do that, but you, we did it. It's like, like a that. good virus. Yeah, it's just uh, it's cool. So to get around all that uh, updates and stuff, like if you don't have the update, you can just update the other guy. So that's cool. But you I, do something where like if you're you have Splatoon two and I don't. You can give me a temporary copy just to play for the moment, like yeah. while I'm in the same proximity as you. Yeah, there's no download. That'd be a good idea. There's no download play yet for. Uh, they did the uh, the free trial, the was, free Splatfest before it came out. That's the only. Uh, that's it's the right, closest yeah. to yeah, a demo we got. There, there was the beta. Yeah, there was like the Splatfest beta, which they did a second one. They did do another one, a global mm-hmm. test fire. 
was what it was called. That's which, what it was. Yeah. Which is funny because the arms one was called Global, Global Test Punch. They, they changed it from Test Fire to Test Punch. Well, speaking of which, I did actually play uh, – I played like the equivalent of um, whatever it's called, uh, Splatfest. I think it's called like uh, Party Crashers is what it's called. I played that on ARMS. And I haven't played ARMS in so long that there's like all this different stuff in there added to it. And now there's badges and stuff now. So like when I turned it on, they gave me like 800 free coins. So I like went through and unlocked a bunch of arms and like got a bunch of other shit. And it kept like giving me more and more coins for playing the game. So it was really cool. I got to play the mini game for a while. And, and that game's really good. I, I wish I was better at it. But I played online for Twitch for, for a while. And I had like 30 some people like watching me at one point. And I think that they, I think that, I think that they thought that I was one of the other guys that was kicking my ass because I was like doing so badly. And they were saying, like, sick fight, dude. And I'm like, uh, you're either, like, making fun of me or, uh, or like, you don't know which guy I am here. But that was cool. I had a super huge... They were probably uh, making fun of you. Yeah, they were probably making fun of me. But there were still, like, 30 people watching me get my ass kicked. So apparently it was it was, int- it was entertaining to them. Same thing happens it's in, like, school more. cafeterias. Yeah. I mean, I did... Uh, people <laughs> gather around and watch people get their ass kicked. Yeah. I did win a few, though. I mean, I did, I did win some of them, but... Yeah, that's a really fun game. I forgot how fun that game is. And uh, there was a lot of shit for me to do, and I just kept playing it, like, even after I did the stream and all that. And you still only play with motion controls. No, I don't play with motion controls at all. I play it regular. <laughs> I don't do any of that. Punching stuff. But uh, I, I bought a couple games this week. What did you get? I bought, uh, well, let's let's start with the bad, and then we'll go to the good. Um, I bought I bought Double Dragon, the arcade game, the ACA game, which I was really excited. I was really Double excited Dragon. about I was really excited about playing and uh I don't know if this is how the arcade is or if this is just how the port is, but it's like borderline unplayable like that game is. I made a video of it on YouTube, you can check it out if you haven't seen it yet, but it slow downs it's sl- it slows down like so much and the enemies are like such punching bags that like or they, they punch you so much that it's like it's hard to play. It's it's really hard to play. Like it's a, uh, I feel like I'm just getting punched and there's nothing I can really do. And it's amazing. Can you load up on credits so you can like play forever? Yeah, no, I did. I did play forever. I mean, it's unlimited credits. It's just not fun because you. It's really hard for you to punch people, like even on uh, unlimited credits. And they do this really annoying thing when you start punching, where they just stand like a millimeter away from you to where your punch can't hit their face, and you're just punching at them. And there's this <laughs> tiny amount of space between your punches and their face, and it's so annoying. But it's like are- when you were a kid and you put your head on your hand on your little brother's head, and he was like. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or like when you put your finger in somebody's face and you're not actually touching them, but they're like, "Don't touch me." He's like, "I'm not touching you." It was, it was like this, basically, how that was. It's like the same thing. But yeah, no, it's really hard to play. Like the graphics look better, but the sound is like super muffled. Like the music is not as vibrant as it was on NES, and the punching sounds are gone. Like when you hit people, you don't hear a noise, which is really weird. It's just it, it's amazing, like how different those games are. And this isn't like a nostalgia thing. I just played Double Dragon One on that on that BitBoy thing that you got me. So I so I played it, you know, like a couple of days ago. This isn't like just how I remember Double Dragon. I played like the NES ROM of it on there, and it's way better. I mean, I understand there's no two player on that, but it plays so much better. Like it sounds better. There's two like, player uh, mode B. Uh, not on Double Dragon One. Well, you you mean a, no? you mean the fighting yeah. type game? Yeah. Yeah. There's a separate game you can play that's kind of like a fighting game. Which I always thought it was like weird. It's like Mortal Kombat before Mortal Kombat or Street Fighter before Street Fighter. Even though Street like Fighter One might like have been out run before the that. Direction like the screen loses track of both of you. Yeah, yeah. 
<laughs> and then you just like run face first into the wall and you like bounce back. Yep. And like fall down. Yep. We did that too. <laughs> we oh, did. I think you can run into each other too. Like you can run and like yep. you'll collide and then like you can just do it over and over again until both of you die. Also, and it's a <laughs> and it's a draw. We used to do that. But yeah, no, I played a lot about a lot of that game. That that other that B mode, which is really strange. And there were like bigger versions of the characters that were in the game in there as well. Like you played the girl, but she looked way bigger. Like the one that the whip girl, you know. Well, she's in there too, but the the weapons don't feel all that powerful in the, in the arcade mode. Like I'm like, I was playing. I was like, oh cool, I got a whip now. I can get this guy. And I'm like, no, I can't. <laughs> he hit he hit me, and now I'm dead. Well, I played the actual arcade cabinet not too long ago, maybe like three months ago. Yeah, did it feel? And I don't remember feeling that way at all. I remember feeling like was it slow? It's a great it was arcade down? game. Yeah, and like things weren't slowing down, so maybe it's just a bad port. Yeah, maybe. I just thought that Hamster were... I mean, they haven't really done any of the ports bad. I mean, you'll have to try it when you come over here, just to sure. give it a go. But it's, it's it was like, wow, this is like the slowdown is so awful. Yeah, it was like pretty much... I felt like it was completely unplayable, so it made me kind of upset. And I tried to play all the way... I was like, I'll play through the whole game right now. And I played all the way to the very last boss, and I just could... I just got... I got like so frustrated with the last boss that I rage quit, pretty much. And then I came back later and later and played it, and I beat him in like five seconds. Like I was at the same spot, and I was like, "Oh, well, now he's dead." And there's the girl, and I beat the game. I was like, "Man, if I would have if I would have held on for like ten more seconds, I could have got the whole playthrough on there." But now it's you know now it's a mystery. Now you don't know what happens at the end because you don't see it in the video. So, but yeah, this, that's a shame. That one came out. The one thing I, that the one genre that I really want to come back is the beat 'em up genre. Yeah, it's just been dormant for so long. We've not had a great beat 'em up game. And I don't understand why. Yeah. Not like it's that complicated. You know, it's a very simple genre. Just Not since, like, Streets of Rage 2 or Final Fight 3 are, like, probably the best. I mean, the best. Well, like Ca- Castle Crashers was, like, a beat-em-up, right? Kind of a traditional beat-em-up. Yeah, and that uh, that one, the game of that movie that wasn't that great. What was it called? I know John really liked it. Um, Scott, Scott, Scott Pilgrim. They, there was a game of that that had a. There was, were, a game of that, yeah. there was there was yeah. like kind of like Double Dragon where you would like go around. Yeah, that was pretty people. good. So that game was decent. It yeah, it kind of played like River City Ransom, and there actually has been some River City Ransom sequels that are on 3ds. So there are some fighting games in that area. The I think you have to buy them off the off the uh, eShop, or maybe you can get a physical. I don't know if you can get a physical of the new of the newest uh, River City Rampage s game, but. There are those, so they are kind of there. And there was that um, Wolverblade game that I got <laughs> that was kind of a letdown. But, you know, people are still trying it, I guess. They just haven't really hit it yet. They really need to just, like I said, they really need to just do it like Streets of Rage 2 and Final Fight 3 and give the guys, give them fucking uh, Street Fighter moves. Like, let them do, like, moves, you know? Let, let them do, like, mm-hmm. fireballs and shit like that. And it'll make it, it makes it a lot more fun, you know? Give them, give them their own set of, uh, you know commands that you can do and stuff like that and it gives it gives it more and and also you know make it to where there's different pathways like depending on what you do you can get different stories and stuff like that like they did in final fight 3 and that's all you really need to do i think i mean i guess you could do some add some rpg stuff and have them level up and all that stuff but all i really need is just you know put in some moves and and give it give you different give it where you can beat different different thing and go different ways you know so it makes it like replayable and then you got it. But I, did, I mean, didn't even the first Double Dragon sort of have a like an RPG light sort of thing where you earned your moves by how many bad guys you killed or something? Yeah, it did. It had that heart system, which that's another thing in the arcade. The heart system isn't there, so you get all the moves like right up front. So you'd think that that would be a better thing, but 
I don't know. Just the way it ran, it just, I don't know. And I, I was like, ah, it sucks. Yeah, it kind of, it kind of sucked for me. Maybe so far we've got one good retro arcade game in, in Mario Brothers, or not? You know, that Super Super Mario Versus, I should say. That's not. That's not the only one. What about Street Hoop, man? <laughs> Street Hoop is awesome. Well, that well, but that's from a uh, Neo Geo. I was talking about the arcade, the Nintendo arcade classics. Oh, okay. Is a uh, yes double is Double Dragon part of that? I guess. I guess it would be. Even though it's not yeah, a straight it Nintendo game, it's a Technos game, which they were on the thing for uh, Double Dragon 1 also, so they must have really worked hard to tighten it up on the NES. I'm glad they did. I feel like a lot of times the arcades aren't as good. Like, I played, like, have you played uh, Ninja Gaiden? Like, I know you got me the Ninja Gaiden arcade game for, for Wii, when that when Wii had its short-lived arcade stuff that you get on the Wii shop. I have that game, and I found that game kind of hard to play versus the regular Ninja Gaiden. It just didn't feel as tight, I guess, the controls. There was a Ninja Gaiden arcade game? Yeah, you got it for me through the... Um, I got it for you? Yeah. <laughs> you don't remember? Oh. Like, when you used to I be able remember. to when you used to be able to like send presents like through Nintendo and all that. I got I one for that, like yeah. a birthday or something. But oh, yeah, man, that was so cool. Yeah, it was called a uh, it was called like Wii Arcade or something like that. I bought a what's that what's that Sega game? The Space One. I got that too. Space Harrier. Space Harrier. Yeah, I got Space Harrier on there because you could actually play it with the nunchuck like as a motion control, <laughs> like as a digital um, joystick. So that was interesting. But yeah, I had a hard time playing that one just because it was an arcade and it didn't feel as tight as the NES one. But maybe it's just they just got them made them better for the NES. I don't know. But yeah, some of those arcades are crazy. Well, maybe we'll we'll see if I I should still have that on my Wii U somewhere. We'll have to play that Ninja Gaiden arcade game too. <laughs> Sure. It's on there. We'll have to break that out. Maybe we'll do a play of that as well. But aside from all these bad games, I got like the my my game of twenty eighteen I got last week so far. Already. Even though it came out in twenty seventeen. It's my number one game of twenty eighteen. Darkest Dungeon, which is a fucking amazing game. I hate I hate like the, I really hate the term, but it's totally the dark souls of turn based RPGs. <laughs> it's an annoying term and I hate it, but it's totally true in this game. Because it works the same way. It's like a super hardcore turn-based game where every move that you do matters. And if you're not paying attention, you fucking die. And you die forever. It's all permadeath. And what I realized, like, I was playing the other night. And thankfully, I didn't lose. Like, I was playing, and uh, they can... the Basically, the way, the way the game is set up, it's like a 2D... It's a 2D RPG game. And where you have... You have four characters and what position that their characters are in. That changes their moves. And it changes like how they, you know, how, you know, what they can do or not. So sometimes the bad guys, if they surprise you or whatever, you'll get your order rearranged. And my order got rearranged and my healer, the Vestal, got put to the very front of the group. And she basically got killed in like three hits. And she was like a super powerful Vestal. And Vestals are healers and you basically need them all the time. Like they're, and I had just gotten two, I only had one. So I was really pissed that I was going to lose her. So I actually totally tried to rage quit the game and restart it. So I like, you know, went like went out of there, like quit it without saving or whatever. And it automatically saves everything. You can't get out of that. Like I basically quit it and went and went back and restarted. And it basically showed her getting killed again. And I'm like, fuck, really? They have they auto save like after everything. It's like, man, they're mean in that way. But I mean, that's they want it to be real like that. You can't. There's no way you can like reload and like somehow get your guys back to life and all that, which I kind of love about the game and hate at the same time. I was, I was reading that there's like status effects in it, like uh, yeah, you based can get, on like the 
like moods and stuff? Uh, well, basically, you have a stress meter, which is kind of like yeah. the sanity meter from, from Eternal Darkness. And your stress meter will kind of build as you go through the dungeon. And if certain things happen, like your there's like guys that you fight can actually do things to raise your stress level. And if your stress level gets to a certain point, you'll either like kind you'll either go crazy or become heroic. I've had people go crazy way more than becoming heroic. But when you go crazy, you basically develop like a negative part of yourself. Like you might be afraid of monsters now, or you might be afraid of the dark, or like, or you might like not trust anybody, or like you might be, you might develop a gambling addiction or stuff like that. And this is like stuff you have to deal with with your characters, and you can actually send them to treatment areas to get those taken away for like a certain amount of money or whatever like rehab or something yeah but you can also get like syphilis and like other diseases and stuff like that while you're actually a couple of my guys have syphilis but uh you can actually get that while you're in the dungeons from like touching touching like treasure chests that are poison and like stuff like that games sure are a great escape from real life (laughs) this game is awesome though i mean uh, it's it's like your own personal vietnam (laughs) well (laughs) i do actually really enjoy playing the game it's just I understand it's hard, but I like I kind of like that it's hard. I like that it's I mean it's it, it's a it's a it's like a two D RPG uh, turn based one, but every move matters, you know. So it makes me feel like makes me feel really cool when I actually like make it through a dungeon, you know. If you make it if you can make it through a dungeon without any of your guys going insane, like it feels pretty awesome, <laughs> you know. So does it continue forever, or is it randomly generated? Like no, is it's there not. I don't goal think... at the end. I don't think it's randomly generated. You have a there's like story based levels that you can do that are certain levels, but I haven't. I'm not. My guys aren't high enough levels to get there yet. I actually one of the one of the boss levels. It said like recommended level six, and I actually went in there by accident with like some of my level one guys, and I actually made it all the way to the boss of that and beat him halfway before I died. Before all my guys died, and that was the first time I lost guys on there. So I felt pretty awesome there. But I haven't, and I did it completely by accident. Like I didn't know, because the controls are on it are a little weird. Like that's one of my criticisms that I would say about it is it's like it takes it takes a while for you to figure out the way everything works. It doesn't really work the way you think it would work. Like if you want to go to your, if you want to go look at the stuff that you have, you want to look at your like um what you have in your bag or whatever. You have to hit up on the D pad, but then you have to move with the analog stick to point at what you want to use. And if you want to use it, you have to hit X instead of A. So it's like stuff like that that makes it really confusing. So it's and and if you want and if you want to start a level, you have to click in the right C stick or the right the right uh, joystick instead of like hitting A or something like that. So that's how I accidentally got my way into that level because I didn't really know what I was set on, and I'm like, oh shit, I'm in that fucking level that I didn't want to do yet. That's like red and it tells you not to go to, and I'm like, but you know what? Fuck it. I'm just gonna like see how far I can get here. And I'm like, if I die, I die, you know, because I've never seen what happens when you die at that t- at that point. Now I've probably lost like 20 guys since then. But okay, like, and random stuff happens. Like, there'll be like, there's different events every week, and sometimes you can bring a character back that died before that. So sometimes you can bring your guys back to the dead, back from the dead, but not that often. But uh, I really like the layout of it. All of, you know, there's different levels that you can pick depending on the, the how hard they are or whatever. And uh, it basically, it kind of reminds me of actually playing D&D, like of actually playing a tabletop game. Because there's like maps that you go to. You'll be in like a square and then you you push right on the right stick to go like up or down or left or whatever. You'll push whatever direction you want to go. And then you'll go down a hallway on this map and then it'll go to another block. It's kind of It's kind of hard to explain the way it works, but... 
it totally reminds me of in my head like what I saw when I was playing like D and D. But the the artwork is awesome. Like it kind of looks like a Hellboy comic. Like if you ever read any of that stuff, it's like the old like kind of gothic looking. Uh, and it's very it's very much like that, you know. And it has like a it, it basically has a voiceover that kind of says like what you do like as you're doing it, you know. Like whenever you like light up a torch, it's like you need more light to keep you away from the darkness and stuff like that. There's a guy who like kind of narrates the whole thing as you're doing it. But yeah, like you the Stanley Parable. And what? Like the Stanley Parable. Did you ever play that game? No, but uh, what was it? There was one. Uh, there was another game that did that. What was it? Bas- uh, Bastion did that too. It was on. Yeah, I know what you're talking Bastion. about. Bastion. It's like. Uh, <laughs> it's called Bastion. Bastion. Yeah, Bastion. Yeah, I only remember right, it because yeah. that's the guy's name from uh, Neverending Story. But yeah, it's it's a really cool game, and uh, if you're like super hardcore uh, 2D turn-based RPG stuff, you should definitely check it out. It's only twenty five bucks, but you can buy the whole thing with all the DLC for thirty five, which I kind of wish I would have gotten that one. But I didn't really know much about the game aside from people talk about it a lot, like. How much so they how, long, how much they love it. How long does it take to beat a dungeon? Like, Are you talking like you're going to sink several hours in each no, dungeon? No, or is not it like something you can pick up and play? Oh, no, no, not at all. Like the dungeons, the dungeons will probably take you like 15, 20 minutes maybe, 20 at the most. Okay. It depends on the size of the dungeon. Like all the different dungeons, it'll tell you. Like there's long dungeons where you have to camp twice in there to get your life back. I haven't really done any of those. I've just been doing the short dungeons, but those are not – they're not very long. They're probably like – 10, 10, 15 minutes, but it also kind of depends on how good your guys are, like how long, because a lot of them you have to go through and destroy all the monsters in there, you have to explore a certain percentage of the map and all that, but uh, it's not, it doesn't take that long, like it's, I think the length of it is just, and the idea is you're building, you basically use money and uh, other resources that you find to build the town that you're in, so you can make, you can make like your, uh, you can make like your, uh, uh, your weapon upgrades better. You can like make your uh, spells better. You can like make the the treatment areas for your negative quirks. You can like make that cheaper and stuff like that. So basically, what you want to do is you want to level up the different things in your town. So which will help. And you can like always you can always bring in new characters. Like if your characters die, like they kind of want you to lose guys. And there is even like a graveyard that you can go to and visit all your dead members if you want to count like how many people you've lost and all that. But, the, but there's also, like, a stagecoach that you can go to that's, like, a wagon, and you can go and pick up – there'll be random characters that show up there in different classes, and you can pick them up for free at any time to add to your roster. So, you know, you can basically kind of rebuild. You can de- dismiss guys if you need – if you have too many and you want to get others, whatever. Do you uh, – is there, like, equipment and stuff in the game? Like, um, if so, do you lose it if they die? No, there's not necessarily equipment that you buy, but you can upgrade your weapons. Like, so – You'll start with like a level one weapon, and if you and like you know, there's a blacksmith that you can go to that'll make you better weapons. But you have to, you basically have to like take your guy out into the. He has to go to a dungeon first, so you have to kind of level up a little bit before you can get to like level two weapons and level two armor and that and so forth. So you can't actually make them stronger in that way, but you have to buy it through the uh, blacksmith. And yeah, and, and yes, if you lose your character, you lose all the levels that you had with that character, of course. And then you have to start again with another character. But it's best to not do that. And what kind of sucks is uh, if your guys get to a certain point, they won't do, like, lesser levels. Like, if your guy gets to, like, level 3, he won't do any, like, level 1 missions anymore. He'll be like, that's under me. So he won't go do that. So you have to So you have to basically – you have to use him on, like, a level 3 or a level 2 mission, in which I did, and then they died on that one. So you got to make sure that you're – you know, that you guys are built up enough to go to that. 
But what I didn't mention about them going crazy, like when their stress meter gets high, they basically something will happen to them. They'll either become like a, like masochist or like a, or like they'll become selfish and they they're kind of they basically remind me of like Pokemon that are like their levels are too high for you to command, and they'll basically they'll stop like they won't do what you tell them to do. So like sometimes if they like want to hurt themselves, you can't heal them. Like you'll try to heal them and they'll say no, and then you can't heal them at all. So like they'll just like let themselves get hit because they like to get hit, like stuff like that. Or when you're like looking in a treasure box, like sometimes they'll steal the coins out of there and you won't get any of it, like stuff like that. So that's what happens when they go crazy. They kind of start doing shit, you know, or like they'll mess up the order. Like like they'll think that they're like the best person in the group, so they'll go to the front of the group even though you told them not to go there. They'll do it anyway. Or like they'll do they'll randomly choose moves that you didn't move you didn't do. So, yeah, it kind of reminds me of, like, when you have a – when you get a Pokemon that's too high for you and they don't listen to you. It's kind of like or that. It's like Berserk and Final Fantasy are confused. Yeah, yeah, same sort of thing. And you really can't snap them out of that as far as I know until you get back and put them – send them to, like, go get drunk or go to the church and pray or whatever. There's different things you can do to, like, lower their stress level. But if they went to the point of where they went crazy like that, they'll they'll develop a negative trait that you'll have to get taken off later. But yeah, it's uh, I think it's super cool. I've been playing a lot of it actually. It's been what I've been playing all week for the most part. I kind of wish, I wish I could see the hour count on it, but uh, you know, the switch is weird like that where it can't actually show you how much you played it. But I must have, I must have put at least like over ten hours into it. I think, but I think it's really cool. I think the art's awesome, and uh, even though it's hard, it's a lot of fun to play, and I just keep coming back to it. So that's my, uh, that's my pick of the week for last week. <laughs> That was my big, the one I was waiting for. I did want to say, I, I forgot to mention that I did play Dark Souls a little bit because I have it already on my Xbox. I wasn't sure I did. And I hooked up my 360 for the first time in like two years. And it was, it's so loud. I forgot how loud it is. Dark Souls just is? just this old. Uh, no. My oh, oh, the 360. Yeah, yeah. 360. It's yeah. just this giant, like, loud device that's huge and. No wonder I don't use it anymore. But uh, and its power plug it had, is like I larger had than Dark everything. Souls on it. It worked just fine. So I played not very much of it, but I played ten or fifteen minutes of Dark Souls. Did you get killed? So, oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. Play till you get killed, and then yeah. I got killed a couple of times before I quit, but uh, um, I don't know if I'll get it on the Switch. I already have it, but not portable. And the right, Switch is a lot portable. quieter. <laughs> and then the 360. One thing that Dark Souls does that it never lets you pause. So I wonder how they're going to handle that on the Switch because on the Switch you can put it in sleep mode at any time. So. Yeah. Well, I think that's another thing with uh, Darkest Dungeon. Like, I don't think you're supposed to be able to pause that game because I think you're not supposed to be able to pause that either, but I do. I just hit the home button and then it pauses it. Mm-hmm. But, I, but I think in the regular version you won't. There is no pause because there's no way I could figure out to pause it. So I think you'll just have that advantage in the Nintendo version. But what I, I don't think I mentioned, I don't know. Didn't they say that that's going to be 40 when it comes out? The darkest, the yeah. whatever. It's, it's yeah. 40. Yeah. So that's a cool, I mean, that makes me more inclined to purchase it, but I was looking uh, we completely f- didn't mention this last week, but I was looking over the uh, releases and uh, the next three weeks, like I'll have games that I want to play. Like this week I'm getting Celeste tomorrow to stream. I'm going to stream that game. But then after that is night in the woods Suppose that's an awesome game that was on a lot of people's lists for last year for like best game of the year. So I don't know if you guys have heard of that one or not. Have you guys heard of Night of the Woods? Any talk of it? I just read that link that you sent me earlier, uh, and the game 
looks pretty cool. Uh, I like you know, LucasArts style games, so I'll probably take a look at that one. Yeah, it's basically about, I guess the story, it's like animal creatures, but they're supposed to be like people. It's about this character that goes to college and either like fails out or can't pay, can't pay for college and has to go back home to their shitty town. So it's based around like, you know, shitty small towns and that type of thing. And everybody's kind of depressed and you like kind of fall into this like drunken depression like there while your friends are there. And I guess there ends up being some sort of murder mystery involving around that. But it sounds like an awesome game from what I've heard. And like I said, a lot. And it's not that long. It's only, I think it's only like a six or seven hour game. So I'm cool with that. But that comes out next week. And then after that is uh, Dragon Quest Builders. So. You know, the next Ooh. three weeks are pretty pretty rad for me on that for releases. You getting that one too? I'm getting all three of those. I'm getting uh those are my like next three games that I'm gonna play. It would be uh Celeste Night in the Woods yeah. and Dragon Quest Builders. I was definitely thinking about picking up Celeste. That game looks really cool. There's also uh it's actually out already. I don't think anybody should get it, but I find it hilarious. Did you see that game called Tennis that's on there for seven ninety nine? It's just called Tennis. Yeah. It's actually out yeah. now, but it pretty much looked like uh, somebody was like, "Oh, hey, they're doing a Mario tennis game. We we got one that's real cheap. Put it put it on there. Put it on there real quick. Maybe some people will buy it while they're waiting for uh, for Mario tennis." Is what it seemed like they were doing for that. But it's just like, yeah, it's a picture of a dude, just like a cartoon looking dude, and it says tennis, and you can play tennis, and it's seven ninety nine. That had to. We're way past the age where you can just name your sports game after the sport <laughs> and call it a day. Yeah. Right. But I, I felt like they just stuck it up there. Like I, I feel like it appeared like right after that mini direct, they were like, "Oh wait, wait, we got a tennis game." <laughs> like you know, you guys are waiting <laughs> for Mario Tennis, but we got this game. We got this game from whatever. Lost Sphere is out now too. It, it released this week. Like speaking of big yeah, releases, that, that's the sequel to I Am Setsuna, right? Yeah. Well, it's the same company. I don't know if it's necessarily a direct sequel, but it's the same guys who made that. I know some people have played it. It's like I think it's it's like fifty bucks. So. Looks like it's getting kind of mediocre reviews. Yeah, it's fifty bucks. It got like uh yeah, it's got like um five or sixes from what I saw out of ten and I'm not ready to put to put fifty dollars on a game that I'm not sure of. If it was like twenty bucks then maybe, but you know, that shoe game came out Especially too. Especially something that's gonna cool. ask for all, a lot of your time like an RPG. Yeah. There's like some games of note that came out, uh there's that game called Shoe that's like ten, but it looks looks kinda interesting. But uh, Chroma Gun, that actually came out on PS3 a long time ago. It was kind of a, it's kind of like a portal um, clone, sort of, except with uh, uh, painting different, uh, except for using paint. So uh, that one's, I think that one's like 20, but, you know, it's, if you're looking for a poor man's portal, you can always check that game out. I remember, I remember it coming out for PS3, like, and it must have been like, I feel like it was a long time ago. I don't think it has the date on it, but it had to have been like five or six years ago. When it came out, at least. But I thought about getting that for a second until uh, until I found out Dark- Darkest Dungeon came out. Just want to see if there's anything of note like coming out tomorrow, other than Celeste. Uh, the The Fall Two comes out like it doesn't come out until February, but I think that just appeared on there. I don't know if you remember, but the Fall was part of a humble bundle for the for the Wii U, which I got. I don't know if you played that one or not, Jeremy. But I, think I have it. but I played it all the way through, and I thought it was fucking great. Like the first, like the fall, the first one, I played it all in one sitting. It was like an indie game, and it's like a you know it's like a two D puzzle type thing, and uh, it, it reminded me kind of like uh, like Lost, like uh, those old those old Super Nintendo games, you know, like uh, Out of This World and like Lost uh, Vikings. Uh, no, <laughs> not that one. Uh, like Out of This World and uh, Blackthorn and stuff like that. Do you remember those games? Like the two yeah. D, uh, yeah, or like Prince of Persia ish, I guess. It reminded me of that, and I had a lot of fun playing the first one, so I'm excited to play the second one. And it's releasing on a Tuesday, so I think it released like 
with all the other ones, and it's only 17. Like, it's an actually going to be a multi-system release, which is always good. And I think, and there's a Scribble Knots on there, too. Scribble Knots Showdown, which looks, like, weird. Which has, like, some, uh, some, like, DDR stuff on it. But, yeah, that's what, uh... That's what I've been playing for the week and the stuff that's coming out. Was there anything else? Is, is there any other news that we haven't mentioned? Or do you guys just want to take a break and get to the SoCal? There was a, there was an update to a pretty important game. Which game is that? Boas. Oh, Boas. So the only the, the only game on a Switch that you could only play in portable mode finally got a an update that allows you to play it on the screen. So now I can play that demo that I've had for so long and haven't played yet. Yeah. <laughs> I get to doing that. And there's that. And there's so, also uh, uh, I don't know is is it is it actually I heard that I heard a rumor that uh, South Park was coming to Switch. Was that ever actually confirmed? That it was, I that think it's still just a rumor. The fractured butthole. I thought somebody said it was coming out in March. I don't know if that was actually confirmed or not. But I get it's that. a rumor. I'd get that game if it comes out. I never played the other one, but I was hoping that. Take a truth. Yeah, I remember. I thought they said that they were going to package them both together like Bayonetta. Like they where, did when they. When they released the the new one, you get the, you got the other one for free. Yeah, for the PS4 and uh, Xbox. Yeah, I was hoping to get that to get one where it comes with both. So they should do that for this one too. They should do that for the Switch. Yeah, that'd be yeah. cool. Oh, we didn't say there was a uh, a new game announced by um, the people who made World of Goo. Is it? A, does it involve burning more stuff, or is it an actual game? No, but it it, it looks like it involves some kind of math. It's called Seven Billion Humans. Oh. And it's supposed to come out early 2018 sometime in the next couple of months. Well, it'll probably show up out of nowhere then, like like most of these do. Most of these, when they happen. Yeah, I don't know much about it. I just saw that it got announced earlier today. It's it's not really a, it's not really news. I mean, it's not really surprising. But the Bethesda said the panic button is working on Wolfenstein 2 for, uh, for the Switch, which doesn't really surprise me. But they mentioned that they're coming along with that the same guys who did uh who brought us doom and uh rocket league are working on the wolfenstein game oh that panic button is doing okay cool yeah yeah the, 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 they yeah. said it, they said that the same company is doing it and that everything's going well on that so i don't know if that means that it'll be coming out soon or not but that's another game that i like to play i thought i remember hearing february on that game yeah uh yeah i don't i, I don't think i saw an actual date yet anyway do you guys want to take a break and talk about the expo let's take a break So now we're post uh, the stuff that we had at the beginning of the show. John's back from the SoCal Expo. What did you think? Boy, am I exhausted from coming back from the SoCal Expo just right now. Yeah, your arms your arms are really tired from flying here, right? That was pretty oh, yeah. far from oh, yeah. my house, so I understand the yeah. jet lag. And <laughs> uh, yeah, the, what did you end up getting there? We totally skipped that earlier. Oh, we did say that we were going to talk about it later, but yeah, we skipped that sure, part. Yeah. So what do you got? Uh, I got a, got a couple of cool things. Um, I'll give you the freebies first. 
So Swag. I got these cool uh, retro bit, 8-bit sunglasses that aren't sunglasses. They're just frames. Yeah. There you go. Makes you look like a 8-bit dude. I got this Hyperkin coin. And it's, I haven't opened up this package yet, but it looks like there's pogs inside. Pogs? Uh, so, <laughs> I'll pop it open right now. Let's see what's in there. Those things are never going out of style. Leave it sealed, man. You're t- 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 compromise the value. It's pogs, all right. Yeah, these are pogs. Hyperkin pogs. Retrons on them, and it's like, can you buy things? Can you buy hyperkin things with those coins? <laughs> You're like, I will take a. Give me a Superboy. Was that Boom. a Superboy? A Superboy, yeah. That was a Superboy. Yeah. Superboy's there's back. Superboy. Pog form. Yeah. <laughs> Superboy. So there's that, and I got. A old school gamer magazine. It's a pretty cool magazine that was there. Oh, that's cool. I like that art. Yeah, yeah. It's a physical too. Billy Mitchell physical and actual magazine. Chibi form on the front. Is that what that was? Chibi Billy Mitchy. Mitchell Billy. Oh, there yeah. he is. So yeah, I actually talked to uh, the daughter of the publisher there, and they're looking for writers. So maybe I will oh, submit yeah? something. You guys yeah, should maybe. both submit something. We should. Maybe Jeremy should too. Maybe we um, should. Yeah. Magazine came with a free poster. Which is a Donkey Kong illustration. I like it. Yeah. It's a big, it's like ver- a bigger Kong version of the anime. cover. I got this nifty Hyperkin 8-bit <laughs> bow tie. Yeah. Go with your 8-bit shades. That's right. It's a pin, actually. Just pin it on. You can be totally 8-bit styling. And then the two big things that I got. I got this very big Ultimate Guide to the NES wow, library that's book. that's pretty. That's a it's thick a very book. pretty book. Yeah. Can you open this is it? By Pat Country. That's is the NES better punk, known right? as yeah. Pat the NES Punk. Oh, that's him. Okay. Yeah, he's the same yeah. guy who wrote. Well, he wrote a similar thing to what Jeffrey Wittenhagen did. I'm just curious as to what it looks like. Yeah, so it's it goes into detail about every NES game released in the U.S. Oh, so wow. that's kind of how it looks. There's sometimes there's a couple games to each page, like four games to each each. Uh, or two games to each page. But then for the bigger games, he'll do like a one-page spread. Too? Yeah, he does a review of each one. He remarks on how rare it is. Oh, there's Big Nose. I see him. Big Nose the Caveman. And it's all laid out in a really cool style. Does it have that new book smell? It looks like it's got the new book smell. It has a Can you smell it from there? Smell. And this is probably the biggest book that I own. This way is like a good... Eight or ten pounds. Yeah. It's huge. Does it have any of the homebrew stuff in there? Or is it only? It's probably only the regular NES stuff, right? I think there was a section on homebrew. I, I haven't really read through it all the way yet. Are um, they in alphabetical or chronological order? Alphabetical. Autobiographical. <laughs> autobiographical. Yes. <laughs> yes. Dragon Power was, was a real true story. Yeah, and then there's a some sections in the back that kind of go into. Uh, you know, other topics. Really, the, the whole thing is about going into the main games, but then there's some stuff on, on certain rare games like the Nintendo World Championships. And, uh, yeah. So it's a really cool book, really in depth. Definitely pick it up. I think it was worth the 60 bucks. Yeah, I think it, it signed too. I by figured it would be six. Pat and by Ian, his co host from the CU podcast. Uh, cool. So, yeah. Yeah, I figured, uh, I think, I think Jeff's book is like more of a, is more of like a, a checklist, mm-hmm. like for collectors, like it does. I didn't. I think it has like maybe a little bit, like less writing than that. But it's like it's like, do you have the box? Like, do you have the manual? Like, do you have right. the plastic case? Like, there's like stuff like that in there. 
Like so, you. Oh, can, no, this is not a checklist. This yeah. is like a high quality coffee table book. Yeah. Well, his is it, his it, is it's too. really impressive. I mean, his is too. It's like a, it's like a hardcover checklist, pretty much. Like, it's like you know, where you look at it and it'll be like, "Here's all the NES games." But I think he has homebrew stuff in there too. I'm just curious, like, what the differences were. So, does it give like full page spreads to like bigger games, like Mario Three? Maybe it has like a sing- like a full page devoted to it, or yeah, it does. It goes, it gets bigger for the the bigger games. Yep. Cool. Or more influential. How big is the Dragon Quest page? That's all I need to know. Like, is let's it, see. Let's see. Is it is it half Dragon the book? Quest. Because it's the most important game in there. So I'm saying it's twenty pages. Which I, I forgot to mention it earlier. And they and I, come free with the magazine. And I forgot to mention it last week, but you know, since I was playing Dragon Quest Builders demo, it reminded me of the world so much that I I've gone back to playing Dragon Quest Eight. So I put some more hours into that on 3ds. So I've been playing that. Also, I play like Darkest Dungeon that's really hard, and then I go to Dragon Quest, which is not as hard. It's a nice, lighter way to not get stressed before you Darkest go to bed. Darkest Dungeon probably was influenced by Dragon Quest at some point. Oh, well, yeah. I mean, every turn-based RPG was influenced Dragon by Dragon Warrior. Quest. There you go. One, four. Well, there should be, there should be uh, four of them in there. One, two. Oh, oh continues on the next page. Yeah, should be four yep, of them. Three, four. They, yeah, because they were all... Two, three, and four are like pretty hard to find, but... I'd love to get one someday if I could, because they weren't as they you know they weren't as much as the first one. The first one you can get for like two bucks probably, but especially three. Two copies. Three is really good. Yeah, so I definitely recommend this book. Worth sixty bucks. Uh, yeah, you can get it at uh, ultimatenes.com if you're interested. Cool. And the biggest thing that I got, bah, 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 yeah, dude, you were just talking about that last week. For those who can't yes, see, I was. who this can't was see, the John. thing that I was yeah. uh, looking for the most. Last week, I said if I found Zelda Master Quest disc, I would buy it. I, not only did I found, find it, I found it for a great deal. This was 30 bucks. Nice. That's the lowest I have ever seen it. Yeah, that's not bad. I, th- I feel that some of those, like you showed me some of the prices for that place. I felt like some of that stuff was like way too expensive. <laughs> but that seems like yeah. a decent price. Like those $40 He-Man toys, you can buy like 10 He-Man toys for $40 on eBay. Oh yeah, yeah. So I should explain a little bit um, if I didn't explain already in the in the previous recording. The show was held at a place called Frankenstein's, where it was separated, right? So separate separately from the the actual game convention, which was held in the middle of the expo center. They had all these stores that are permanently there, and those prices were really jacked up, like yeah. forty dollars for a He-Man figure. Yeah, that's uh, that looks insane. Out of package, yeah. But the prices at the actual expo were really pretty fair. Yeah, I was wondering because some of those some of those toy prices were like, I was like, that's crazy because I, there's a used toy place down the street for me, and they sell stuff for way cheaper than that. They got. What did you call the uh, turtles? That was pretty funny. Oh, the Super Ninja or something? The knockoff ones? No, what did, no, the Ninja Turtles. He had a. Oh yeah, the two hundred and fifty dollar original uh, Ninja Turtles in the package for for each each one. It was uh, take a mortgage, Ninja Turtles. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Take a mortgage, Ninja Turtles. So those are the ones with the soft heads. I remember I had a Raphael, and I chewed on his head because it was soft. So it would turn weird colors too. After a while, they kind of yeah. yellowed. Uh huh. Yeah, his body the, is green, but he's yellow in the head. Yeah, some of the heads. And got, only the head was soft; up. like the rest of the body, like was a different plastic, so it was right. kind of strange. Do you remember? Uh, I know we talked about this when both of us were in college. When John and I were in college at Columbia, we talked about making a trip to to like uh, Troma Dance. They're like uh, yeah mm-hmm. thing, and we were going to get this portable GameCube thing. Do you remember that? 
for the car. Portable GameCube. Oh, yeah, there was like a flip-top screen. Yeah, you can still get that on eBay. I was thinking about that. I was like, you should get one so you can play the Master Quest on your GameCube since you don't have a TV. I'm going to send oh, you... Yes. It's like thirty dollars. I'm gonna send a, send you a link to it right now. You can probably find one for cheaper if this one's like. But yeah, I was just thinking about that. I was like, you should try to find one of those uh, portable GameCube uh, screens that we'd always talked about getting. I should do that. I should bring it on the flight too. Oh, that'd be funny. You'd have to get a ga- uh, battery. Pack battery. Oh yeah, it's not. Le- it's not letting me send it to you for some reason. But yeah, that was all the stuff that I got. And um, other than that, I saw. I went to see two two panels. I saw the uh, gaming historian which he talked about an upcoming Tetris video that he's going to do. And I saw the Angry Video Game Nerd, and he answered uh, questions from the audience. The bad part about it, though, is that the setup for uh, the audio there was, was just terrible. Like, I couldn't hear anything. Oh, really? They only had a set of speakers up at the front. They didn't have any speakers in the back or in the middle. And oh, really? Meanwhile, it was right next door to where they had all the competitions going on. So there was tons of noise coming from behind us. Yeah. And we couldn't... Nobody in the back from... Like the whole back half of the auditorium could not hear what was going on up front. So unfortunately, I after sitting there for like a good twenty minutes, I decided I couldn't hear anything anyway. So I just I left and I went to scoured for deals at the end of the day. Oh, that sucks. And, uh, yeah, it kind of sucked because I really wanted to hear it, but I just Did, couldn't. So hear you it. didn't you couldn't hear either panel? No, I I walked in. I, I was, was curious if uh if the angry video game nerd was like. Being his character, if he was just being himself. I suppose he's like that all the time. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, He wasn't like the. He wasn't his character, or he was his character? No, no, no. He was not his character. Oh, okay. He's just being his normal self. But he's always struck me as a real friendly guy. Because they do, like, they do, like, just normal, like, gameplay videos, too, on that channel. Yeah, they do. Himself. He's only, like, that character in those specific videos. Yeah, when he's doing uh, whatever, when he's doing the, his, his the outrage videos. Yeah, his shtick or whatever. Yeah, yeah sometimes the line, the, to meet, the line to meet him was like outrageous. Yeah, like there were some other people there who were pretty popular and everything, and uh, generally you could kind of walk up to their booth and say hi and say what's up. That was not the case for the angry video game nerd. Mm-hmm. Like he kind of came later in, in the day. But once the word was coming that he was he was there, people started to line up, and it was snaked around the whole place. Yeah. Um, so once I saw that happening, I thought, well, I better get into the auditorium early because you know I want to make sure I get a seat. But even so, the auditorium was already half full, so I, yeah. I couldn't get all the way up front. And uh, so I was disappointed in that because I couldn't really hear him at all. But did he have a microphone or anything? Or I mean, he must have. Right? Yeah, he, he yeah. had a microphone. Just the problem. It sounds like they only had the two yeah. PA speakers up front. Yeah, they had the speakers up in front. They didn't think to put any in the middle or in the back. And then they put the auditorium right next to the place where they were doing the competitions. Yeah, which they were making all kinds of noise. Yeah, they everything. So. Everything seems to be. Like those, uh, the past couple uh, MGC ones that I went to in Milwaukee, they kind of have a weird setup for that too. That's actually why they're putting it in a different thing this year because it's like there's not enough space. Like every time we went to go see any of the panels, it's like in the middle of a restaurant. And like yeah. sometimes, like like the first time I saw Retronauts there, there were people like still like bringing food like across like in front of the stage. And I'm like, <laughs> what's going on here? Weird. And there's also like another thing going on behind that, which they have like a curtain, but it's like, there's like people talking and they're playing music and they're recording another thing like behind them. So it's like, and there's like, you know, some, there's like a qualification thing like in the corner. So like everything's like all next to each other. So I ran into that same thing where it's kind of like sometimes 
there's just too much shit going on, like in too too close to each other, where it's like you need more space, you know. So I've yeah. seen that type. Of and thing I felt before, bad getting up too because I know you know up there on the stage, like yeah, you know, he could see me getting up and everything. Yeah, and a couple people getting up. Yeah, you're like, sorry, dude. The PA like, oh, sucks. I think you're boring. It's like yeah. I just can't hear you. I'm sorry. Yeah, I, tried I mean, at least you're getting at least minutes. you're getting noticed. Yeah. By, by that person you admire. There you go. Yeah, for leaving. <laughs> He's like, hey, you remember me? I, I left your panel that one time. The guy who left. <laughs> yeah. like, you know, the guy you can never forget, right? Because I just took off. Yeah, no, that sucks. Like, the, especially you can't hear that. That's, I mean, I, I feel like it was even like that in Portland to a certain extent. Um, well, like for instance, like the Metal Jesus Rocks, that was like the the one that everybody like flipped their lids over. Like everyone wanted to go to that panel, and so there was this whole room devoted as a line before because there was already something going on in that auditorium. So before you know that event was over, and then the their panel was up, the Metal Jesus people. Um, there was this room that was just like a bunch of tape on the floor and like a you know like almost like a ma- a pattern of a maze. And you, the whole room filled up with people just like standing in a big, like shoulder to shoulder in this room, and then followed this like imaginary line on the floor to uh, eventually get in. And it was very similar to what you said. The sound wasn't very good, and I ended up leaving pretty much every panel I went to. I left early, except for the very last couple I went to when the crowd had thinned out a lot on the last day. But it's yeah, it seems like. In all of these cases, they're still ironing out the kinks. Like it's different every year, or whatever. I don't know. Yeah, there's always some some new problem when you have like a big event like that. Well, you know, you could tell that you know, there wasn't a whole lot of money behind the event, but there's enough people showed up. It, so I, I get the feeling like maybe in three or four years, maybe this won't be a problem anymore. Maybe they'll have bigger, more um, appropriate venues, and mm. um, with more controlled sound. Um, was this the yeah, first? It wasn't that long ago that all these things were held at hotels. Yeah. And now at least it's better than that. But Yeah, I was going to say, was it the first time that this has happened? Or was it, like, how many SoCal retro gaming expos are there? Or have there been? Do you know? This is the fourth one. Okay. But this is in a bigger place probably than the last three were. So they're like... Probably so. And actually, yeah. as it turns out, I found out that day that not only was there the SoCal Retro Gaming Expo going on, but there was another expo in California going right? on the yeah. same day, like in Pomona, which is not that far away, like a couple miles. And so that was kind of, I guess, I was hearing a conflict in the community. Like, do you go to this one? Do you go to that one? I don't know why they were scheduled on the same day, but they were. Apparently, the one I went to was the one that more of the YouTubers went to. Uh, whereas the other one I was hearing was the one that maybe had the bigger selection of games. Oh, okay. Yeah, because that was like, the that one that was had the, the Nintendo. Where the, where the yeah. Nintendo PlayStation was. Yeah. I was disappointed because I thought it was going to be at the one I was at. But uh, yeah, it was over there. Mm-hmm. You said you saw a 64DD while you were there? Yeah, for like 800 yeah. bucks, right? Yeah, I saw a 64DD. Uh, and maybe we can just kind of look through the photos. By the way, I posted a bunch of photos for anybody interested on the... Uh, Nintendo main Facebook page, so you can scroll through the things that I saw. And uh, one of those things was the 64DD, and the 64DD was there with uh, a couple other games. And I asked the guy; um, he said, in fact, he was selling them all as a bunch because there's no way he could sell just the games alone. So you got the 64DD and I think five games and a mouse for uh, $800. It was the three Mario Artist games, and then two other games I don't Doshin? recognize. Is Doshin on there? I didn't see Doshin specifically. I was looking for that one. Yeah, that's, I've always wanted to try that one. That's the one I really want to play. I think that Doshin was actually re-released on GameCube on the European GameCube. Is that how that got there? Because there is a GameCube version of yeah. 
of Doshin so. out there somewhere. So we should find a way to play that. <laughs> That'd be great. Yeah, I was looking for that. And while I'm thinking about it, I want to take a moment to recognize a couple of people that I uh, took pictures of. And I just wanted to give them a shout out uh, for taking pictures of their their artwork for Let Me Do That. There was an artist there. His name is Christopher Keiko, uh, C-A-Y-C-O. And he had some really cool prints for sale. You can get him at youtube.com slash C-Keiko, C-C-A-Y-C-O. We, we can, uh, if you send me the links, John, I can put it in the liner notes of the sure episode. Thing. Yeah, we'll do all that. Uh, yeah, and then Dawson Perler Parlor, they make these really cool 8-bit bead art things that I, I had to have some pictures of on there. You can uh, see them at Etsy. Search for Dawson Perler Parlor. And then the last thing is Old School Gamer Magazine. OldSchoolGamerMagazine.com. Check it out. If you can send me send me their addresses and send me like their Twitters, if you know that, and I'll put it all in the in the notes and in the tweet. Sure. I can I can like at them on the Twitter, like on the on the tweeter. <laughs> on the tweeter. <laughs> What about these two dudes in the really awesome? Uh, well, like you've got Captain N, and then you've got yeah. There's some oh, yeah, cosplay going on. I didn't there, get their names, but uh, yeah, there was a guy who was just he had all the accessories basically taped all over him. Yeah, and, and then there was a guy dressed like Captain N. Pretty tight, nice. I saw a Pikachu N64 for one hundred fifty dollars, which I was going to tell my friend about because he actually has one. Oh yeah, I think he was wondering how much I would go for. Who was the person that made the uh, 3D printing stuff? I know you talked about that in the uh, pre-show yeah, you know, that I we f- talked about, I or, that, or the during name, show. But take a look at some of those things on there. They're pretty cool. Uh, yeah, you have the picture. Th- yeah, she had 3D printed um, Divine Beasts from Zelda. They were really, really cool. And I know from my experience with 3D printing that uh, printing things in fine detail like that is really hard. So, yeah, yeah she had to. Those would be cool to have. They're really cool looking. I know she told me she spent dozens of hours getting the design just right. So, yeah. And then those masks that you see, they were, they were 3D printed uh, Majora's masks. They were really cool. I thought does they your, were good. Uh, does your program guide have the, um, sorry, does it have a map of the show fo- or the vendor floor on it? You might be able to figure it out from that. Oh, that's true. Yeah. No, I don't think I picked up anything like that. Sorry to interrupt you. I just was curious. Oh, no problem. You know, somebody was selling a lot of, uh, like, uh, Foam core box art that was really really cool. I wish I had picked up one or two of those. Uh, now that I think about it, but they he, yeah he had like these high quality images. Um, they were pretty large. They were like uh, maybe fourteen inches tall or something that you could just put up on your wall. Yeah, and yeah, lots of cool stuff there. So go on and take a look at the pictures. See for yourself. What was Facebook I mean? Page. What was the most interesting thing you saw there? Most interesting, well, the most expensive games that I saw there were uh, Little Samson and Bonk's Adventure on the NES. So I don't know if that qualifies as most interesting, but definitely most expensive. Well, yeah, I mean, um, that's how you, how you feel about it. It was pretty cool to be like, oh, they're right there, just behind a few inches of glass. Yeah, you, also, um, you also found Cowboy Kid, uh, my personal and favorite NES game. Oh, yes. That was Which I had never seen the picture before. If you want a good laugh, if you're having a bad day. Look up the cover for Cowboy Kid on the well, NES. When you when you sent me that picture, I was convinced that that was a fake picture because if you look at the Cowboy Kid picture and you look directly behind it and it has like some dude looking like Jack Black in a wig playing <laughs> soccer, I'm like, this must be the made-up game cover area that you found. And these game covers aren't real. <laughs> That's what I thought no, no. of when you said it. Because that one behind it looks like so ridiculous. But I'm like, yeah, that, that is need... the actual cover for I'm like, International Superstar Soccer I'm 99. Like, yeah, I'm going to have to 
I, I might have to use that as the uh, picture for our podcast. I think you <laughs> might be wearing a hip necklace if you look closely. Yeah, because I was like, those aren't those. I was like, those aren't real. Those aren't real stuff. But then there's like Carmageddon or something back there. I was like, well, maybe that one's real. But yeah, they look they look totally fake. Yeah, cowboy. I just kid. love the cowboy kid cover. How ridiculous it is. I can't I can't put it into words. Just look at it yourself. And then the fact that the game is two hundred and twenty dollars with the little price tag underneath that ridiculous cover is just absolutely perfect. The best game of all time. And then like it's got twenty dollar inter- international superstar soccer behind it. <laughs> but yeah, but I mean an equally good mustache on that cover. Yeah, that could have been Burt Reynolds and uh and uh Lou uh Lou Diamond Phillips there. And uh I mean, you just you squint at it. It kind of looks like I that. would cast him in Cowboy Kid the movie. Yeah, <laughs> maybe Swayze. Well, Swayze's dead, so he can't he can't do it now. Oh shit! Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, you had a was it was it a good time overall? I mean, it sucks that the panels didn't work, but yeah, it was totally worth it. You know, if anything, just for that uh, Zelda disc and uh, you know, getting to meet the people that I got to meet. Yeah. Did you find any yeah, 3DSs there, or were they just no. too pricey? Did you find any used 3DSs for sale, or were they just all too pricey? I know you said you were looking for a 3DS. Did you find yeah, any? I'd already spent enough, so I, I kind of like I saw some there, but I didn't really look into it just because I already had spent enough money. Sure. I did not see any uh, any Wii's at a affordable price, and I did not see Cubivore at all. I looked for it. Yeah, I figured you didn't see Cubivore because it's a pretty. I mean, I don't think I've seen Cubivore for a while at any of these places. I did forget to show one more thing that I that I got. I got Chibi Robo, Ziplash on the 3DS. Yeah. With the Amiibo Whoa. for ten, $10. Oh, the game, the game came with amiibo. it too. I, I thought you just got the Amiibo. I got the game and the Amiibo. For $10. Yeah, that's awesome. For that's a bucks. great deal. Yeah. I had to pick that up. Yeah, that's so. so that's I was it. looking for Chibi Robo Park Patrol, but uh, you know, this is a good replacement, I guess. So with the Amiibo. Ten bucks. Yeah, I thought about getting that amiibo. I just never really found it anywhere, and I wasn't really into the game, I guess. But now it it's begins. One of the few life-size amiibos. Yeah, that's true. I was gonna say, and so it begins. Now you, next thing you know, you'll be trying to hunt all of them. They'll come after you. That's your first oh, no. amiibo. No, no, no. Yeah, that's <laughs> no, my yeah. first amiibo. That's not edible. Yeah, and you don't want to get a, you don't want to get twenty other Zelda amiibos. I mean, they're everywhere. Her amiibo. It it's begins. a plural to say amiibo, not amiibos. With Mitomo gone from your life, you're going to have to bring in the Amiibo in. That's true. Yep, something like that. Well, is there anything else you want to say about uh, SoCal that we, that we missed? Do you want to touch on about the? Uh, I'll see you there next year. You're going to go back. You should come to uh, the Midwest uh, Gaming Classic. That one's been my favorite. So if you come out here for the Milwaukee one in April, we get to compare the two. I'll have to go to that too. Yeah, I like that one a lot. Probably, and well, it'll be in a different place now, so we'll have to see how they change it. They're supposedly moving it to a bigger area instead of a hotel, so it'd be interesting. But uh, yeah, if you don't Just have it, less than three months away. Yeah, it's a uh, time to get saving. But if you don't... this time last year, we were saying that about the switch. What the switch was three months away? Two months away at this point. Yeah, right. We're almost to a year with the switch coming up March. Definitely, we'll be doing an episode about that. Yeah, and the cool switch anniversary. Well, I was gonna say the cool thing is, is that we're still playing that Zelda game that came out with it. You know. <laughs> Yep, I just played it earlier today. Yeah, you were playing it today, and I was playing around with the motorcycle. So I mean, it's and I'm still playing the Wii U version that I have. I have I barely touched the Switch version that I have, but the Wii Wii U one I have all the stuff in the motorcycle, so I've been playing that one. But yeah, if you don't have anything else to say about SoCal, uh, let's call it an episode here. Do good. That's it. That's the end of the episode. So this has been episode 105. We we are your hosts. I'm Trey Johnson. Jerry Mikowski. John Nitter. 
And you know, you can find us at NintendoMainPodcast.com. That's where you can get pretty much access to everything that we have. But we have a YouTube channel, YouTube slash Fingmater. And uh, I do streams every Thursday and Sunday at around 3 o'clock. Like Thursday, I do new, new Switch games. And Sunday, I do retro games. So I'm still working on Skies of Arcadia for the retro one because I've decided that I'm just going to play all the way through that game because it's too good to just only play part of. So that's what I'm doing with that. But tomorrow, as in yesterday, I'll be playing Celeste on there. And for the next few weeks, I'll be doing Night in the Woods and uh, Dragon, Dragon Quest Builders. So look forward to those. If you're watching it, you can get it on Twitch, twitch.tv slash Podcast. We're on there. Um, and, and if you miss that, it'll be put on YouTube afterwards. So you can check all that stuff there from us. And, uh, you know, thanks for listening. Tell your friends uh, if you like it. Yeah, tell them about it. Tell your family members. Tell your enemies. Uh, tell your bosses. Tell your uh, peers. You know, tell everyone about Nintendo Main and how uh, spread the love. Write your senators and tell them about us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, write your senators and tell them to uh, stop sucking and, uh, you know, like our show and all that. Anyway, thanks for thanks for listening. We'll see you next <laughs> week. Or we'll... Talk to you next week. See you. Later. Can you edit this in at exactly 35 minutes? Hey, it's exactly 35 minutes now. (laughs) Don't tempt me. That's it. That's all I want. (laughs) Don't tempt me. I might. (laughs) I might do it.